Onyx Hunt is our go-to solution for anything mapping related, whether we're at the house or in the field, whether we're using the tracking feature in order to kind of figure out exactly where we're going in and out of the woods, to also implementing the new cell camera feature where you can actually link your different cell cameras that you may have from different brands and be able to get all those photos sent directly through the Onyx app where you can actually see them on your maps and be able to go through all your photos right there in one place. You can use the promo code SOUTHERN at checkout and save 20% on your Onyx Onyx membership. Onyx has been extremely helpful for us the last six years, and I'm sure it'll be helpful for you. So know where you stand with Onyx. Look, y'all know the drill. Good optics are a must, whether you're running a red dot sight on your turkey gun or you're running some binos this turkey season, or if you're shopping for a new rifle scope. Vortex Optics needs to be the first place you look. They got something for everybody, whether you're wanting to get some entry-level glass or if you're wanting top-of-the-line glass and really good stuff, they got that too. They also have an unbeatable VIP warranty. If something happens to your Vortex Optic, you can send it in. They will fix it or replace it. Best warranty in the business, bar none. Head on over to MidwayUSA.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN to get a discount on your order of any Vortex product. Again, that's MidwayUSA.com. Go use that promo code SOUTHERN. It'll get you a discount and it helps out the show. Meadow Creek Mounts is your go-to mounting option for red dots on your turkey shotgun. And one of my favorite features about this mount is you don't have to drill and tap your shotgun in order to mount a red dot onto your shotgun. I personally have used this mount the last two seasons and it's worked extremely well for me. One thing I personally like about it is because it's so low onto the barrel when it mounts to the rib of your shotgun, it allows for a very natural head positioning when shouldering your gun. Also an advantage of using a red dot compared to maybe just a traditional bead on your shotgun is you get a much more clear view of the turkey and you're able to kind of see what else is around there and making sure you're perfectly on that bird. Now if you're interested in giving Meadow Creek Mounts a try you can go over to the website MeadowCreekMounts.com and use the code SOUTHERN at checkout to be able to save 10% on your order. You're listening to the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Now let's get to the episode. Presented by Hunting Exchange, a marketplace for serious hunters by serious hunters. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman podcast. Got Jacob Myers here sitting next to me. Give me a funny look. How are you doing over there? Doing well, dude. Getting back from old NWTF, having a great old time. Also sitting here next to us, we've got uh, the one and only Dilla slash turkey hunter, Michael Pike. What's going on, bud? Oh, nothing much. Dude, this, this <laughs> life-changing after this uh, NWTF convention we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Michael goes from uh, not caring a, a thing about turkeys, as you heard on an episode a couple weeks ago with uh, Adam Keith from Lane and Legacy, and Adam was like, well... Shame on you. Shame on you. That's what he said. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> to, like, next thing we know, he's over here trying to run a mouth. He's running mouth calls and you know friction calls and yep. everything left and right after doing a podcast. I have to go get that mouth call and do a demonstration. Yeah. On here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, also. I'm going to give it a shot this year. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, we've got, again, we got a celebrity guest on here. <laughs> mm. Now, how about that? Oh, oh Kyle Sides, baby. Yes, Coming sir. in from L.A., Lower Alabama, baby. Our little farmer. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of farmer is What kind of farmer, Mike? <laughs> uh. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Kyle, you're the one that uh, brought us snipe hunting. We've been, I guess we've been talking about it, right? A little bit. Just a little bit. We, we've, been, we've been holding off this moment to go into the weeds on because it it's going to get a little hype. Yep. excited. So, yeah, we went down to your property and snipe hunted. Um, 
You, so he hadn't actually been on here yet. No. So give, give us a little introduction of yourself. Tell us you know, where you're from, what you do, etc. Well, my name is Kyle. I'm from Montgomery. Moved up here to Birmingham. Actually, I helped start a deer feed company. So that's what I do for a living. I help grow big deer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. What's the company? It is Grip Feed Company. Grip Feed Grip Company. Grip Feed Company. All right, so yeah, so we went down with uh, Kyle, went down with you, dude. Uh, snipe hunting. We got a lot to talk about. We got to talk about NWTF on here. We got to talk about uh, snipe hunting. We got to talk about who knows what else we'll get into on this mm. episode. Uh, <laughs> got, the, got the episode for Monday on uh, CWD with the Alabama. Oh, yeah, we do need folks to we got to talk we, about. We, we gotta, really, we need to recap that first, and then we'll get into <clears throat> thanks, snipe hunting and NWTF because those are going to be some interesting conversations. But uh, CWD, Alabama, that was an interesting episode with Chuck Seitz and his mm-hmm. whole, the whole panel that we had put together down in Montgomery. Definitely got some different feedback, you know, some positive feedback from people that, you know, were kind of questioning certain things and they got a better explanation, heard a better explanation after that episode. And some people on, on social media, like we talked about on the episode, <laughs> just just going to town, man. Just, you know, yep. very yep. loud and vocal, which is, you know, hey, it's, you know, they can express their opinion, which yep. it's interesting. It's interesting to kind of see everything that's going on. So, well, I'm, uh, I'm glad we got to go do that. Um, and something that we, we were talking about before we got on here, and I think that we all kind of agree with this, and uh, they're not the best at communication. I mean, when it comes to uh, the regulation changes where they kind of opened it up there at the end um, and took away all your bag limits and everything, a lot of people saw that as they're trying to exterminate the deer, uh, which is something that's been done in other states. And you go up there and talk to them, that's not what they're trying to do. But they never said. I mean, they were trying. What, what, maybe they, they said it, but I missed it, and I'm, I've, I should have seen it if they put it out. Yeah, you know? I think a lot of people missed it. No, they. What they were trying to do is get a larger sampling size, uh, and and try to get that sample size so they could figure out what's going on. And they didn't communicate that. They just again, like, oh, open bag limits. And then people are like, oh, well, they're just going to try to wipe up the whole population. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, this is a lack of communication, which I think they're probably going to work on it. I, I would hope so. But you know, that's just the one thing. It's just kind of that uh, that aspect of kind of communicating with the with the hunters of Alabama. And they did that in the episode uh, actually quite well and explained that uh, that again, it wasn't like trying to exterminate anything. They're just trying to get the bag limits. But a lot of people are like, well, they're going to kill all the deal, deer still. If you get to about the last 25 minutes of the episode, last 30 minutes of the episode, when Chuck Sykes joined us back, uh, he actually came on and talked about the actual the harvest rates and harvest numbers. Mm-hmm. And they were under, I think it was just under 400 deer less this year. Even no, it was like 900 less. Okay, well, so th- there you go. I got, I got my fact checker here, Andrew Maxwell. <laughs> if I remember right, yep. maybe I sound stupid. No, but, uh, but again, they had, you know, say, 900 deer less harvested in Lauderdale County this year at the same point when we did this episode. Uh, compared to it was last year. And that's mm-hmm. even with all the regulation changes and no bag limits. So it's like they're not killing any more. They're killing less deer potentially this year than they did last year. I don't know what the final number is. But, you know, that's something that's pretty pretty interesting. And, again, nobody knew that until at the very end when we started talking about it. And I think when people heard that, they were like, well, okay. It's, it's not like people were assuming. I'm just curious. How much does that usually fluctuate? I have no idea. Oh, I'd love to know. The prob- I, I mean, I just found it interesting. Like, if you – I mean, like, there was pretty much like an open season. Like, hey, go kill, you know, all these deer. And we, we, you know, kill 900 less. I mean – Yeah. Um, well, th- that was before the effect uh, even took place, I think. Okay. So, that was before – so, yeah, like, in general, the whole season was behind. It wasn't like they opened it and, it and they ended up killing less. Like, when they opened it, they had killed less. Okay. Up to that point in the season. Gotcha, gotcha. Which, it, it brings up the the uh, idea, like you said, like, well, how, you know, how does that compare to past years? 
game check in Alabama, which is again how it's been digitally, you know, kind of um, controlled. At least give them an idea of harvest rates. It's still super, super new, and it's like you know they're still trying to figure out deer densities. Like I had a conversation with Chris. Uh, what was Chris' last name? He was the uh, director. Chris, there you go, uh, director of deer, uh, and he. I asked him like deer densities, and he's like, we don't really know because there's no way they can't fly over like they do in the Midwest states in the wintertime and do you know aerial surveys. You can't do that here, so you're pretty much just guesstimating on harvest rates. Like, hey, you know, they're probably killing you know 10 percent or whatever it is of the deer total per area, and then you try to calculate it out. This is roughly X amount of deer per square mile in these areas. So that's the issue down here, and they've only been doing game check now. For how many? It's not that long. I think it started in 2014, maybe. But, it's but like, it wasn't mandatory. Yeah, it wasn't mandatory. I think it's only been mandatory like four or five, six years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like yeah, that. that. So yeah. it's like you know they're still trying to get people on board. Like I was at a process. I was at Weavers mm-hmm. uh, picking or dropping off some deer, uh, deer meat, and uh, had a guy come in, and I was kind of just you know not necessarily eavesdropping, but he was talking to everybody. He's like, he's like, hey man, he, he was like first year he's killed like six years, and uh, they were asking for his confirmation number for game check. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. He's like, I, you know, he's like, I didn't realize until, you know, I get the deer back to the truck and, you know, how to check and everything. And he's like, you know, it's kind of interesting. This first deer I've killed in ever how long and, you know, that they're doing that. And it was, he, he was a fan of it. He, he didn't have any issues with it. But it's like, yeah, it's like edu- still there's people out there that's being educated on, like, game check is – game check is a great use – a great tool for, you know, not only the state to use, but also, like, from us hunters that, like, kind of see, well, how are the harvest rates? Are they up? Are they down? You know, are they pretty, you know – you Even go on killed. there and you can look at who, whichever counties are killing the most deer. And turkeys. And turkeys. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. One thing, I can't remember if they said it on the record or not, but one of them, I was asking them about the uh, the like difference between, you know, they they open up bag limits and everything, and you think there's just going to be a slaughter. And I'm like, is like, is like, did y'all expect that there's like kind of a disconnect between the regulations and like actual harvest? And he was like, yeah, I mean – even the good hunters, you know, it's it's t- it's tough for them to go out and kill like a deer a day or something. You know, uh, it doesn't change effort all that much because at the end of the day, our regular bag limits are so open. I mean, you can kill a doe every single day, and then you can kill three bucks, and you can kill bonus bucks. So it's like those people were going to probably kill those deer anyway. You know, um, they were just, I guess, incentivizing, yeah. incentivizing harvest. Yeah, uh, open, bag limits don't, open bag limits don't make somebody who's like, like killers, like I think I think it was Chuck was talking about, like like, like a guy that's like super successful, successful, is going to be successful no matter what the regulations are. Like he's going to be successful in those regulations. But the ones that are like like maybe struggling, they only kill a couple deer a year. It's not like they're just going to go out there and automatically start shooting 10, 15 deer. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Well, it's like that saying, what is it, ten percent of <clears throat> the hunters yeah. just kill ninety percent of the you know yeah. big deer. Well, because we so we had finished recording with them. And we were all sitting there, we were all talking and laughing after it, you know, kind of because like I never met any of these people. I didn't know. We go down there. I I uh, ran into Chuck at ATA, and I was like, "Hey, we want to talk to you." And he's like, "Yeah, we need to do a podcast." And uh, we go down there to Montgomery, and I think like the receptionist or whatever, whoever I was like talking about setting this up with, she's like, "Yeah, he's gonna bring some people in there." Well, Chuck shows up with, like the whole government, like seriously, <laughs> uh, like ten people came in that room, and it's like director of this, head of that. Like the whole like, assistant directors, the the deer government. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I call it. The deer government came in there, yeah. and uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I hadn't met any of them before, and so you know, at first it was like a little clunky, you know, kind of talking to them. But then after we got done recording, you know, we had talked for an hour and a half, two hours at that point, and everyone was like loose, and we were just talking. And um, 
one of the girls, I can't remember her name. I, I'm so bad with these names, I should know them. But we were talking, and she's like, yeah, I mean, we actually killed less deer so far this year, uh, even with the regulations. I'm like, you should have said that on the podcast. So that, that's one reason we got Chuck back on after everybody else left. We're like, okay, we need to go over that. Like, we definitely have to say that. Uh, and, and, and that's that part of that communication. It's like some things get overlooked, and like those are like the important facts that sh- should be put out there. It's like, hey, you know, when it comes to harvest rates and everything else. So it's just that communication. And, again, like we did an episode, Mike, uh, last week with uh, Michael Butler, Mike Butler from uh, Tennessee Wildlife Federation. He said the same thing. He's like, you know, a lot of these agencies don't have great communication when it comes to, like, the audience of hunters. Like, that, they're fine, you know, in between their groups and everything, but when it gets to, like, getting information out there, sometimes it's late to the table. They're, they're putting stuff out later than it should be, or they're not putting as much detail out there as probably should be. Uh, and it's no fault to them. It's just those people aren't specializing in that. They have the social media, you know, someone's handling social media. Um, it does a, you know, probably a good job getting posts out there, but it's like the amount of information and the time frame of the information is very critical to make sure hunters understand of what's truly happening because uh, it's so dynamic. And that's one thing he talked about is like everything's so dynamic. Like from, you know, one week to another next week, it could be totally shifted as in, uh, you know, this is what's happening, especially with uh, legislation and these, some of these different anti-hunting bills that are popping up left and right. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, other than that, dude, it was a, it was a good conversation. It was great to kind of meet everybody and uh, and kind of well, see. What, what's y'all, going on. y'all have any thoughts on it? I mean, good or bad. I mean, let, I mean, I want I want everyone to have a voice on here. You know. So I mean, Ty, Kyle, you work in the feed industry. <laughs> I'm gonna call you out a little yeah, bit. Yep. So I mean, what you got any thoughts on it? Well, it's definitely scary. I mean, with CWD moving south, um, <laughs> that's our industry. You know, that's how I make a living. So it's. You know, having that voice, but also understanding, hey, the the circumstances and understanding, hey, they're a government organization. That's about all they can do. You know, so that's, that's I just want to see more options other than stop feeding, stop doing this, stop doing that. You know, let's, let's, I don't know, it's been around long enough. You'd think something, we could figure out something. That's something. I mean. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about that before we got on. So one criticism is. Some of the regulations they put in place, uh, it it almost seems like it's, uh, I don't know, we're we're trying to prevent something we don't really with CWD. There's just a lot of confusion I feel like around it. Everyone is running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Uh, I don't, unless I'm not aware of this goes back to the communication thing. I don't, I'm not aware of any like rock solid peer reviewed studies on a lot of this stuff. So it kind of feels like we're we're spraying and praying with some of these regulations on various things. Um, and again, if, if I'm wrong about that, like, I feel like I should have heard about something like yeah. that by now. I and mean, um, it's like, not to like jump too far ahead, but like the conversation we had with some of the guys from, uh, uh, turkeys for, for tomorrow, tomorrow, which is really interesting. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on this episode. We did a great episode with them and their whole, you know, layout for their organization is it's all built around research and like in getting that research out there, working on research projects for, you know, wild turkeys and, and publishing it and keeping everybody in the, in the loop of what's happening and giving updates and stuff like that. It's like, because we, we had a long conversation with, uh, was it Chase? Yeah. Uh, Chase Grubbs, Turkeys for Tomorrow. From Turkeys for, uh, turkeys for Tomorrow, uh, which, uh, you know, he's like, one, he's their marketing guy. And he was talking about like, there's so many studies that have been done that, yeah, they published the paper, but you didn't really hear about it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, unless you were like in that line of work and field, those are the only ones that know about it. Um, and he's like, he said he found one that was fantastic. That was coming out of uh, um, North Carolina. And he reached out to, I forget what school it was or whoever did it. 
ask him if he could publish the data and just like to get it back out there into the public's eyes because it had some great interesting information on there. And it was just like some of the stuff they just do the paper, do the research paper. They might talk about publish it, do some talks on it, and then it disappears and you don't see it again. Mm-hmm. Instead of like keeping it out there, like, hey, there is some great research being done. Talking the turkey side, but same thing like with the deer. It's like I, I'm sure there's been stuff done. I know uh, Michael Chamberlain is working on a study right now in Arkansas built around CWD with, I think it's fawning, like fawning and like the fawning, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to give too many details because I don't know exactly. I, I think I know a general idea of what it's covering, but it has to do with fawning um, and like the reproduction um, of deer in a very high density area with CWD. Um, and he said it's been interesting. Like they've learned a lot in a lot. I think they've been going, doing it for like, I think 18 months or two years now. And the data has been super interesting, but it hasn't been published yet. Now that was something I was holding on some cards real quick. <laughs> I'm going to have them on the podcast to talk a little bit about that kind of stuff. But um, it is super interesting guys. Like again, uh, talking about with the research, like Dr. Chamberlain, and there's a couple other ones out there that are like publishing a lot of this data. Like a lot of the uh, guys from a uh, uh, MSU uh, deer lab, um, Let's see, is it Strickland, Bronson, Strickland, yep. and what's what's the other one? The other uh, professor down there? Gosh, put, putting you on just – someone could Google it real quick. But anyway, <laughs> but their, their, their whole team is, like, putting stuff out left and right about some of these GPS caller data. Well, they're making it digestible. So, I mean, the, a lot of it you can you can get to and you can read some of it. But, man, like, I ain't reading a 35-page scientific paper. Yeah, well, that's something I was going to say. Um, you know, you get this little abstract and you're just, like, looking at it and you're – like what in the world are they even trying to say? <laughs> like, dumb it down for me just a little bit. Yeah, and that's what um, Kyle. Were you were, see? Were you on the podcast? Who who was that with when we were in WTF? Because uh, you guest hosted a couple episodes with us. Um, <clears throat> oh it, no, Andrew, turkeys for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chase was talking about the idea that you know some of these studies are yeah, like thirty five page studies. Like you know, you just have to like kind of again dumb it down. Really, just you know, use some. I guess more common grammar and explanations of what is the goals of this study and again what was taking place um, for just the, the general audience, the general people. And then also, you know, make it more digestible with, especially if there's anything dealing with GPS data, putting it out there, showing some, some images and, and maps and everything to make it where it's more easily understood with said audience that's out there like you know mm-hmm. just, you know, the common people so yeah uh, super it's it's interesting but back to the CWD thing it's like like you said it's like there, I'm sure there's some other studies that's been, that's been done some places it just hasn't been you know put out there I heard of one that's going on right now in Wyoming that has to do something with genetics on in deer in areas and yeah Kyle's over here shaking his head he knows right. <laughs> you know well, anyways, anyways, anyways but yeah with genetics and and deer um and there's some interesting data of being found with that but again I heard that through another researcher it's like you don't see anything being published or talked about in, in great detail which I think it's still under under or still working right now still active uh study so there's stuff being done it's just again getting out there to the public and educating you know those audiences and those people that understand that like hey you know, there is stuff being done behind the scenes. It's not just like we're being left out in the in the cold and, you know, all these game agencies are just trying to figure out oh, what's the best, best next thing we can do mm-hmm. to uh, protect the hunting heritage. Yeah. I mean, those guys really do care about it. I mean, uh, Michael Weathers, I believe it was. Well, yeah. Uh, he uh, he was supposed to retire, and, and he delayed his retirement. Yeah, he's know, supposed to, to retire uh, February 1st or 2nd. Yeah. And he's like, yep, yeah, I'm not retiring. He's like, I, I didn't, I'm not. He's like, I'm not leaving my, my my team and everybody to deal with this. Like, when I'm gone, he's like, it's, it's, that's, yeah, that's not yeah. me. Which so, I'm like, that's awesome, dude. I mean. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's very big of him. And uh, 
I'll say this. I guess this is probably the last thing because this isn't the most fun subject. Um, when it comes to the DC and R, and this is how Alabama is, and I'm sure other states are like this, but especially with guys like Chuck, which, I mean, I don't know Chuck that well. I've interviewed him, I think, four times now and, like, talked to him a couple times off the record, like, in different occasions. And when it comes to those guys in that agency, if you don't like what they're doing, if all that you do is get on a Facebook comment thread and you talk crap and you call people names and you just whine about it, like, dude, if if you don't like what they're doing, communicate with them and reach out to them. Go to their town halls. Call them. You can find their phone number on Outdoor Alabama. Call them and talk to them. And I'm not saying listen to them and agree with what they say. I'm saying present them your side of the story without calling names because, man, I, I get real tired of it having these conversations and, like, maybe maybe you don't agree with them. That's perfectly fine. I don't agree with everything they do. But go talk to them and have that conversation because the the one thing that's not going to ever get you anywhere is whining and complaining on Facebook and calling people names. Yeah. And and they're very, as you could probably tell from Chuck on that episode, he uh, he, t- <laughs> he came out swinging. That, that stuff really rubs them the wrong way. And, I mean, if it were you in that position, it'd do the same thing. But if you go there and you have a conversation with them, they will listen to you. You know, they might not agree with you, but you can have that conversation. You can talk to them, and you can have an, a conversation like adults. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how long ago was it that Chuck took that position? Because I noticed probably in the last five years or so, I've noticed um, a lot more changes, you know, as far as, like, when you can hunt, like, in certain areas. Like, you know, it used to be January 31st, and everybody always complained, like, especially in South Alabama, like, the deer are just now, you know, coming in a rut you know, in some of those places and mm-hmm. here they go and extend the season. Like I saw that change they did an earlier you know, season, the, the updated rut maps, you know, for different areas and, you know, changed all of these dates and, you know, then doing the check-ins and all that kind of stuff, a lot of changes. And, you know, they, they listened to our feedback when we were like, Hey, going to get in these permits is a pain in the, you know what, yeah. like, <laughs> having, to, having to go and get those paper permits and find those little kiosks. That was a pain, but having the app, that makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. And it gives them more accurate hunter data of like truly like what is the hunting pressure potentially like on these areas, so they can they can dictate again how they're you know doing the different hunts and everything. I, yeah, I, I told them I love that aspect again checking it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, f- but so how but how long has Chuck been in that position? Uh, about ten years, I believe. I think he came in in twenty twelve. So I didn't know it's been that long. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, he mentioned oh, while we were crap. up there. He's like, he's like, I'm coming up on ten years. I think every uh, time I really? every time I, I I talk to him or see him somewhere, I swear he mentions that. Like the average lifespan for that uh, position. position is about two years. And he, when he got it, he said he was going to stay for ten years. Like he committed to that at least ten years. He's right there at ten years. Uh, so I mean, we'll see. You know, if he stays or goes. Um, I personally, I, I do like a lot of the stuff he's done. I don't like everything they've done. I, I say he, it's not like Chuck Sykes, like, you know, smacked the hammer on the whatever, like a judge and said, we're doing this. You know, there's a lot of people involved and he's got to present things to the commissioner. And that's kind of how it works. I mean, yeah, I mean the earlier seasons, the later seasons, some of the WMA regulations, oh, I think they've done a great uh, job. Hold on, hold on. We got something funny we got to talk about. <laughs> <clears throat> So I had a, I had a great question at the end of the episode. I think I, don't, I, I didn't hear this. I didn't uh. hear this part. I, I think I, listen. I told Andrew. I, 
I had this question, and Andrew, I don't know if you left it in or not. Like when I was like, "Oh, I'll wait until afterwards." I, oh I, yeah, I left it in. Okay, so you heard me say that, and I was He's so like, oh, I'll, I'll, off I'll, the record. I got to ask you something, Chuck. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, I'm like, I'm so, I was so excited. I'm like, I'm so excited oh to ask God. you this question. Shot down in flames. Shut up, dude. You are, you <laughs> can, Andrew cannot tell a story, guys. If Andrew's telling a story, it is so boring because he he tells you the ending right at the beginning. Okay, anyway, so let's get to this. Took the wind right out. Right out of, out of my yeah. sail, dude. <laughs> Old Ginger has to build it up and put little sparkles on it. And He's got to add some Myers add to a bow it, tie. Mm-hmm. Got to add some Myers to it. Someone, someone's got to make the podcast special. Come on now. <laughs> no, but listen. Um, I had, dude, I had this question. I was so excited. I mean, I'm like, I've, been, I've been holding on to this question for at least Years. a year and a half. Like, I, I'm like, I'm going to wait until I see him in person to ask him this. <laughs> this is great. And it crashed and burned in like 10 seconds. So, <laughs> No, 10 seconds is... No, it, it was two seconds. So I'm like, all right, Chuck. He's like, he's like, okay, what's the question? I'm like, it's a pretty good question. He's like, are you sure it's good? You know, like, right off the bat, he like he questioned it. And I'm like, I think it's pretty good. And he's like, okay, hit me with it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Alabama, this is how I did. I was like, I was like, all right, listen. Why can't we extend to Alabama's muzzleloader season? He's like, nope, nope. You can hunt with the muzzleloader for three months during gun season. That's exactly. And I'm like, what he and said. I sat there. I was like, because we have a five day muzzleloader season, okay? And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, if we were in another state in the Midwest where they have a short gun season, I'd do it. But we got a long gun season. Hunt with Moser during gun season. I'm like, that's not the point. Uh, that's <laughs> that's exactly. Jacob said, Jacob's like, why can't we get a longer season? And Chuck, he did it exactly like, he said, nope, you can rifle hunt or you can hunt with it for three months. You can muzzle or hunt for three months if you want to. I'm like, yes, but that's not what I meant. Like, So he's gotten that question before. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, we asked him about all kinds. But listen, of stuff. I'm, I'm like selfishly. One of the reasons why I wish it was longer, so I can get freaking powder and bullets and all kinds of stuff. Because like Marks doesn't carry any muzzleloader stuff. The only place that carries like muzzleloader gear that I found is like Bass Pro Shop. It's like the only place I found it at. So can you like, order it online? You, yeah, you can. But so sometimes, sometimes like, yeah, you know, but you want them to extend the try, whole season just so you can. <laughs> that's, that's, part, that's part of it. And then it's giving me some more. Oh, guys, guys, listen now. All right. I'm trying. You know, trying is to. Is this for a muzzleloader that you're not even going to shoot? Yes. Is just going to sit in your. I killed two. Deer. I, killed, I killed two things with my muzzleloader this year: black bear, Iowa deer. Easy, son. Hey, so easy. you use like. So you didn't <laughs> use it. Okay. Professional. <laughs> no, but listen, listen, listen. Uh, but yeah, I told him that, and he was like, "Nope." He's like, "Nope." But well, no, hey, no. but I I had the same thought. Into the know, wind, yes. I took out my cell. I was just like, I was like, I just sunk into my seat. I'm like. I'll ju- I'll jump right under this bus with Jacob. I had the same thought. I'm like, man, why isn't our muzzleloader season longer? But I hadn't thought of it that way. And he's like, you get a five day muzzleloader season, and then you can rifle hunt for three months after that. Yeah. If I had one <laughs> suggestion, it would be uh, some of these um, parts of Alabama, especially in the South, that rut late. Like I was telling you, I also uh, went to my dad's club the last day of the season. This down in, um, I guess it's Tallapoosa County. Daveville. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, there was a, a buck chasing a doe last day of the season. And, I mean, that's – But is that the first t- rut or is that the second rut down there? It doesn't matter. the second, they could be killing some does. But, anyways. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter, though, in my eyes. Like, I mean – Well, there's deer chasing – I've seen deer chasing turkey season. I've been out no, there in No, I've March. had them gobbling plenty of times. Yeah, I've had them – I've been out there in March on said piece of public land and had a buck – I'm ta- and a good buck, I'm talking, on a doe, dude, mm-hmm. while I'm trying to, like, crawl turkey. 
Well, so you're saying extended to March? No, I'm, I'm not. Good with I'm that. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm gonna like, kill me. Dude, <laughs> no. Who cares about turkey anyways? Whoa, whoa, come on now. Whoa, come on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dog and smack. Hey, deer just pays the bills for me. <laughs> <laughs> come on now. <laughs> uh, but but anyways, yeah. So that that was that conversation. But this hey, ca- hey, you know, a couple other things uh, that we talked about with them. What else we talked about with them? Uh, we asked them about paper tags. Yeah, you can. They said no, never. Yeah, no, no paper tags ever. Yep. Um. Yeah, I talked to them about black bears because I mean, some parts of the that was with Keith. uh, Keith Golden. Golden. He's a cool dude. God, he's cool, man. We're we're we're, turking up with him this spring. Yeah, we're gonna interview him. He's a cool dude. I asked him about. uh, I hope they don't get mad at me for saying that, but. Black the, bear season. Black bear season. What's so wrong with that? Well, he said he said hopefully potentially in five to ten years. Whoa, ten years. Hey, they will ruin a turkey hunt. Let me tell you. I bet. Oh my god. We're gonna tell that story. Start okay. doing it. We're gonna okay. tell that story. Hold a on. Limited a draw <laughs> for black bears in Alabama. Hopefully in what did he say? You say ten? I thought yeah, he said ten, five, ten. ten. Okay, will that be just like Baldwin County and? Uh, Washington Mobile County. Yeah, Washington. Is I'm not trying to guess because I don't. I mean, it's something. It's, place. Yeah. it's definitely the South. I mean, they've been yes. around like Lowndes County, but they they came from there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's definitely the South Alabama population. There's <laughs> there's some in North Alabama, but which not would like be so it. cool to hunt bears down here. Like, that was funny. I was actually delivering some feed, uh, probably a year ago, and it was down in Mobile. And I was driving, and I was like, "Man, that's a, that's a bear sign that says bear crossing." As soon as I looked up to the to the road. There was a bear crossing. I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Just saw my first bear, man. I mean, as soon as I saw the sign, I looked down, and there was a bear in the road. Oh, that's he must have saw that sign. I, know. I guess cross. so. Yeah. You, you need to tell, tell, where I'm supposed to tell the game of fish, bro. They got to move the signs. <laughs> I don't need them crossing right there. I need to cross somewhere else. <laughs> that was so funny. So, uh, we got anything else on CWD? No, or, no. But I've got, we, got, we, got, we got a ton more to talk about. We, got, we got a lot to talk about, boy. A lot to talk about. All, All right, right, so we we got to do this because I, I want to talk about NWTF. I want to talk about the snipe punt. So, Kyle, what's the lowdown on this snipe, dude? You, you called me last year like, dude, I got a hunt for you, okay? And I'm like, what you got? You know, like, snipe. And I'm like, are you pulling my leg, dude? <laughs> so, like, what's, what's the lowdown? Like? I tell you, so the first time I saw him was in Mississippi. We were duck hunting, and uh, we were in a big blind, and I I guess I'd read some a book or something on it and just because I'm always intrigued on old-timey kind of hunting and stuff and and I had seen just a big old flock while we were duck hunting. And I told everybody, hey, that's snipe. They're like, no, what are you talking about? I was like, I promise, that's snipe. Shoot them when they come in. And as soon as they come around, nobody shot but me. So I ended up killing my first snipe, I think it was two years, two years ago. And then as soon as I got home, I went uh, during the rut. I was out in the shooting house. I was like, man, what are those birds? And I uh, kind of started watching closely. I was like, man, that's freaking snipe. And then so I started walking in the pasture, and I was like, holy crap, there's, there's, that's like 50. And I walked in further, I was like, man, that's like 200. I mean, this, this is unreal. So I called Jacob, and I was like, man, I got something for you. And what I ended up doing <laughs> after, uh, I killed a deer, a buck, on the last day of season. And I ended up, it was like 70 degrees, and it was just one of those late Alabama, you know, rut hunts and stuff. But anyways, I went to walking, and I uh, ended up killing five or six that day. And, man, it was just. It was on, and that was obviously a place I took out, and it had no water this year, but it was still blown away by that. Well, um, the property, real quick, uh, what what's the property like? Yeah, so we're, we're in the Black Belt, so it's a lot of, lot of, you know, a lot of water, a lot of low land, a lot of clay, so it holds a lot of water. So a lot of, lot of clean pasture, but have kind of just, you know, your sheen water or uh, sheet water and stuff on top of it, but... 
any of that kind of mix cattle operation cattle operation just your your premier you know alabama black belt property i mean it was just pretty cool (laughs) yeah pretty awesome place yeah so we got to talk a little bit about snipe like what is it like and again, none of us here are experts, so we can kind of hash this out. I wish we had a biologist on to talk about. It. But like, what is a snipe? What's it look like? And like, what do we know? Like, th- what does anybody in this room know about snipe? Other than, uh, of course, going out in the summertime. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't see them because it was dark. But we just. <laughs> we just, <laughs> we just, said, we just I had a bag. And and <laughs> I was screaming into a tree. <laughs> went on my first snipe hunt. I was about twelve years old. <laughs> How'd it go for you? Got left in a different county. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went pretty good. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch one. But <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think that's the biggest thing. People are here, like, snipe, dude. Like, okay, well, you know, my cousins, he's always joking. Oh, man, we're talk, gonna snipe talk about the the snipe hunt, like the stereotypical snipe hunt. Are you talking about like a traditional, like, you know, down here in the southeast? Like, yeah, like when you when you, right, take, so when you take your cousin out. All right, and leave so, so this is how this, how, this is this is how have to be a cousin. <laughs> yeah, it had yeah. always seemed to be older older cousins mine, picking on the younger cousins or uncle or an uncle. Okay, it also was an uncle too. <laughs> and my, we're all going to hash out our own snipe stories before yeah. we get into the nitty-gritty on the actual game bird itself. But like us, it was like we'd go camping and be at some big campground or something. And uh, cousins would be like – and one of my uncles would be like, hey, let's go snipe hunting. They were all – most of my cousins, older cousins, they're only a couple years older than me, like three, three, four years maybe. But they're like, let's go snipe hunting. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're, you know, we're all like 8, 10, 12 years old, something like that, and go out there. We're just walking through the freaking campground with a flashlight and like a Walmart sack or something. Just trying to go find, go find a snipe. You know, it's got red eyes. You'll see the red eyes. Shine, you gotta go catch it. And I'm like, all right. And we went out there, and it's like, and then the next thing, then 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 what would happen is Uncle would go out there, and he'd go hide behind something, dude. And we'd come around, he'd try to scare the hell out of us. And I'm like, that's what that's what our snipe hunt was growing up. So, Michael, what yeah. about yours? Yeah, well, my my first uh, snipe hunt was up there on Hog Mountain. Uh, if any of our listeners know where Hog Mountain is up there uh, near Nectar. Um, that's where mine was. I uh, nowhere nectar. Is. Yeah. So my, my cousin. You're from you're from LA. That's why. <laughs> my, my, my cousin. Uh, my my cousin Brent Horton. If any of y'all know who he is, he's one that. <laughs> Dude, shout out to cousin. No, oh, man. Brent he's Horton, a, baby. Brent, Brent Horton. Uh, he took me, and my cousin Drew, Drew Johnson. <laughs> give my cousins, <laughs> give my cousins a couple of shout outs. Uh, uh, he took me and my cousin Drew out there. We had our little bags and flashlights up there, and we take off through the pasture, and we get up there, and my my cousin uh, Brent, he was about I don't know maybe about four years older than me, and I was a couple of years older than Drew, and uh, anyways, he ended up he ended up telling me that you know snipe wasn't real, mm-hmm. so all these years, like I just thought snipe was just a made up thing, like. Until y'all was actually talking about it, like I don't, I don't ever hear anybody talk about snipe <laughs> unless you're talking about you know going out at night. Yeah. So, anyways, um, he he actually ended up telling me he's like, no, we're really not snipe hunting. We're just gonna leave him out <laughs> in the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're like, we're gonna go over here. You check out this spot and like. We ended up heading back to the house, and he's out there in the he's out there in the middle of the pasture he by got, himself. He, he ain't got no audience, something like that. This is way before cell phone days. Oh so, yeah, but, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all just showed me that video of that bear hunt a second ago. Oh, we're all talk, I can we're, think about is hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> get out trying of to here. catch a snipe. Get out of here, <laughs> here snipe. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Andrew, what, what, what's your uh, Snipe story growing up? Did you ever have any? No, I don't really well, have Well, you didn't one. have a fun childhood. All right, no. I, I had yeah, he a, grew up in the city. I know. He's a, he's a little Yankee boy. I had one at the beach one time where the, <laughs> this guy, oh, God. he told us, uh, there Is was it? like, you know, you go up in the dunes at the beach and there's like holes where like crabs and stuff are burrowed in. He told us there was <laughs> dune vipers. <laughs> <laughs> And he was talking about dune vipers. And me and my buddy Grant, man, we went digging all over the place looking for a dune viper. It was bad. But no, I didn't have like a snipe hunt story when I was growing up. What about you, Kyle? You got to have one, bro. Come on down. I can't say it on here. Oh, dang. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you don't have to mention too bad. You don't have to mention nobody's names or anything. You just, you know, you just get, you don't be like, don't be like Mike and you're just like, oh, shout out to, to <laughs> yeah, oh, my, cousins. my cousin. He's a judge of whatever county now. <laughs> 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 That's what we did back in the day, son. Anyways. No, all right. Well, anyway. So, so, so that's that's the most people's intro into snipe hunting. It's something like that, at least. I don't know. You think that's a southern thing? You think that's like across the country? I don't know. I'd be curious. Yeah, I don't know either. I'd be real curious. Um, well, they do exist. And, which, I'm, I was trying to segue here. I was trying to see if y'all would answer that. I'm going to segue All right. on this. So, they are, first off, they are a game bird. And, like, well, who was it? Was it, I think it was Chuck. Um, no, no. Who, who, do we, who were we talking with? Talking about the people, the way people find out about sniping woodcock is when they go to like fill out their hip survey every year about what mig- migratory birds they've killed. Mm. That's the only two things they don't normally check: uh, sniping woodcock. Who in said a rail? That? In a rail. In a rail. I was like, what the heck? Actually, is I looked rail? at rail. Yeah, oh, I jumped some rails in teal season when I was really? going. I was going teal hunting. I was walking in before daylight and I was walking this ditch, dude. Pretty similar huh. to what we were hunting, but yeah. it's taller and they like hang onto the side of vegetation. And I kept, I jumped like three of them walking in before daylight in my headlamp. And by the third one, I, the first time I was like, "What the heck was that?" <laughs> and then by the third one, I was like, "Oh, I'm, that's a like a Virginia rail." I yeah, think. and there's like huh. King Rail. There's a bunch of different ones. They're not much bigger than a snipe. No, well, the, no the King the King rails. The King are big. rails get big. Yeah. The ones I was jumping there, they weren't that big. Uh, you could you could walk around and jump shoot them, dude. Yep. I mean, they were. I wonder how they eat. I'd love to know. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. But find they, out. Well, anyways. But back to this again. The whole—I don't know who said it, but someone said that, and I thought that was like a, that was ingenious. Was like, yeah, nobody knows about like snipe except for like maybe you're looking at like your your hip survey, you're checking stuff, and you just like what snipe? Okay, well that's that's different. Yeah, whenever y'all first showed the picture of the snipe, I was like, oh, that's a woodcock, mm. um, just because they look, you know, very it's, very similar. Oh yeah, it's a smaller. It looks like big, a smaller long version. Beak. Yeah, yeah, smaller version of a woodcock. Um, one thing that like the biggest defining factors on them is like that that snipe has a long like i think it's two long black sh- streaks that go from its head all the way down its back where woodcock doesn't have that woodcock has it from going from like side to side on its head snipe have it going lengthwise yeah mm-hmm. and cool. then also their belly that uh, all the snipe have like that white belly where like a lot of the woodcock have like a it's almost like an orange tint like it's like a like a dark tan it's yeah like, it's like a tan color well so the snipe they look pretty similar <laughs> when they're out in the field like way off they look similar to what I grew up calling a kildee, they're yeah. called a killdeer is their real name, but we call them kildees. I was going to say kildee, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but they look very similar to that. Which there were some out there. And yeah, I'm glad y'all were distance, guiding me. At a distance, I was like, hmm. Yeah. Those look like snipe. <laughs> I was like, are those snipe? Y'all are like, nope. nope. I was like, well, thanks for telling me before I went over there and started shooting. <laughs> started blasting away. <laughs> well, uh, we were, I guess we were down in like two or three years ago. We were on a hunt, and uh, – Yep, did it. <laughs> I it. did it. Guilty. It. Every county. Um, <laughs> the state county. Anyways, um, so anyways, we're down in South Alabama on WMA, and I was out in a cutover, and uh, I, yeah, well, I just seen a, I just seen a doe, and I was like, and then I heard, 
meh. meh. And I was like, what the? And I got closer, and I was like, that that doe is, I'm right on top of that doe. Like, like it was dark. <laughs> I was like, where is this thing at? And I'm like standing here. It's like, <laughs> meh. And I, I, I'm like, where in the world is this thing hiding at? Like, I have no clue. Like, <laughs> anyways, the, the doe was a little bit further away. It ended up blowing, but that was my first introduction to um to the woodcock or so anyways that was my introduction um <coughs> to woodcock you know, yeah like i could i could hear them flying in you know making a little high pitch and then yeah that was it that's it see that makes me mad oh it makes me how many times up. i've heard that hold on hold on let's listen hold on <laughs> you're like what's look at this thing that look goofy as crap man you're like what's grunting over there I mean, it sounds like a little frog. They really do. Yeah. Well, and, and deer will sound like a little frog, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I love how we can play this in the background. People can hear it. This, yeah. this See, is this is a woodcock, guys. This can you look up Nighthawk? Nighthawk. Yes. Of course. See, the whole time I, I heard about a woodcock, I thought it was a nighthawk. Nighthawk call. I think it's a nighthawk, yeah. Videos, common nighthawk. You, you want to watch it before you actually play it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm going to mute it real quick just in case. All right. Wait, here we go. You're muted, so. I was Wait, up on this ridge out in sagebrush habitat south Whoa. of the here I don't, in the air. So. I don't care about all this, buddy. Wait, is that it? See, that's, what, that's what's been messing me up. Calling and booming are typically heard roaring by. But so oh, my gosh. Comes I didn't fi- click on this video to hear you, how buddy. You find one? It's just a little bit higher pitched and longer. The common night hawk. Yeah, is I can tell the difference. All right. Man, I hope we don't get into some weird Whoa, what was that? What was that? T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all not heard that though? That's when they come down and like get an insect or something. Uh, no, like that was me. 1993 <laughs> for me, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was gonna say, I was like, put, put, pull the woodcock back up because I was, I'm gonna uh, have it in the background while we're talking about this, and then we gotta play a sn- what a snipe sounds like when they when they get up. <laughs> they, they sound. Re- See, sometimes I heard them. A couple times I heard, sometimes I didn't. I mean, Kyle's over here with the sharpie. I heard one. I'm like, what are you hearing, dude? I, I and then we'd jump. We'd, we'd flush one like, like two minutes later. Like, I hear one. I'm like, no, you I don't know dude. what. I don't know what he was hearing. Dude. Everyone everyone was like, y'all hear him over here? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I was on an authentic snipe hunt. <laughs> like, like, y'all hear him? Y'all see I see red eyes Kyle, over here. Kyle's going to be like, I'm going to go go back and get the side-by-side and just leave. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Because I remember when I let y'all out. All the way to Lowndes County just to leave us there. Because because the first spot I took y'all, y'all were like, I could tell in y'all's face, like, oh crap. I just believe you. This is about to suck. We didn't see nothing for the first 70, 80 yards. I was like, oh, they don't don't even believe me. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm not going to lie. He's over here, here, like, just making fake snipe noises. <laughs> He's like, did you hear that? Like, this is what kind of He's in the bushes. <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> keep it together, son. Oh man, this woodcock in the background. Like, this woodcock really set the mood. We get, we get to tell the background, but dude, we get to this first spot. I'm like. Ain't no birds out here, dude. We're walking. I'm like, listen. I said the same thing when we went hunting with Nick Adair when he came down here. Woodcock, I'm like, dude. His dog goes on point, Lucy. I'm like, dude, ain't no woodcock. Dude, this like, no woodcock, way. This woodcock, and then when I it flushed, this. it was like, oh my god, they do exist. <laughs> it was like, oh, this, oh, there goes, oh there that's the sound. There you get, you get, get, that's, you, that's the sound when I first. See, heard I think I've heard in. that more. Jacob, okay. you scared yeah. it off. Wait, shh, shh, shh. right at dark. Shut oh, up, man. Ah, damn it. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, shh. he's about to flush. 
Wait for it. All right. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So there's some weird stuff going on in the background of that video. That's like really <laughs> that, but that listen, whistle really, though. Yeah, yeah you, and yep. you can hear them do that when you're sitting the cutover, okay? And a bunch of people probably heard this and didn't know what it was. Uh, you hear you're sitting on a cutover and you just hear that little tweet noise, and they just because they get up and they buzz around and uh -huh. they fly way up in and the air and they come way are back down. Fast too, mm -mm. especially just, no. You're in the timber. Some you're of in the are, timber. Some you know over there fast. in the in the in the saddle spot. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That one over there come flying by my head. Oh, and, and it's like and they and they just I'm, fast. Now listen, dude. listen. I we, mean fast. We get back to he's stunt. spoiled. So with the woodcock, the migrators when they get up, you'll jump them. And they'll fly fifty, like thirty to fifty yards, and get back down because they they flew yeah. from like Minnesota last night, and they they're just like weak and they can't really fly. And so you'll get your dog that points one, you go flush it, and it Andrew literally is a little overexaggerating with the whole Minnesota thing in one night. But keep going, dude. No, for real, they they migrate. I know. Super I far. understand that. I understand. So were y'all going in the morning? Is that what it was? Oh yeah. So when we when we saw them, they were just getting up, so they had all kinds of spunk, mm -hmm. like. In that in that one particular spot, is at least the woodcock. On an African like, hunt, I, I assume they're very yeah. very similar as far as like mm -hmm. you know, how fast they are. I, um, no, hey, I'll tell you what. I'll, ta I'll tell you what we yeah. found with the woodcock. By the way, the last thing I'll say about woodcock, then we can do snipe. You are such a cocker, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're a woodcocker, bro. <laughs> Alabama <laughs> woodcocker association. <laughs> We're starting dude. Alabama sniper association after this one. So dude. what? What I think I realized about woodcock now is you're in those cutovers. And they they don't I don't think they're in the cutovers in the day I think they come to them right at dusk and yeah. they hang yeah. out at night but they they are down in the bottoms below the cutovers where there's like a thicket it's along a creek soft it's gonna be soft ground soft ground and what we found when we hunted them is you'd have these cutovers up top where I would think we'd find them but then you don't find them until you get all the way down and sometimes they're on the edge of the cut sometimes they're on the edge of the creek all right we're on this topic we gotta talk about. It's and you can feel it under your boot, like how hard the ground is, because they have to be able to penetrate the ground and find worms. <clears throat> yeah, because the front so like, of their beak is like you can grab it and wiggle it. It's like plastic. Yeah, it's, it's not hard. But like you can't if it's hard ground, you're not going to find them there. But like in, at night, early morning, <clears throat> when there's a lot of dew on the ground and like moisture, they might be up there bugging around, um, looking for you know the worms. But like yeah, yeah like a second, you you can feel it in your boot. Like when you get to that soft ground, like oh, we're in some woodcock stuff right now. Yep, that in the high stem count hardwoods and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Woo. Mm -hmm. get ready, son. Right, snipe. All right, snipe. So listen, back to this whole snipe thing. So listen, we go to this spot, which we got to talk about. So, Kyle, this is your is your family property, or what's what's? Uh, we we farm this place, okay. so we've been leasing it for close to twenty years. Okay, so y'all been down there for a long time, dude. So this area, beautiful area, again, you know, classic black pelt prairie, um, you know, cattle operation. Uh, y'all kill some giant deer down mm -hmm. there. I mean, it's it's this this no joke. But we get down there, Jacob Walker, Mossy Properties is down there with us too, out of the Montgomery office. Was it Land Crafters? Mm -hmm. yeah. Alabama Land Crafters. Alabama Land Crafters. So he came down there too. He's cool, dude. First time I ever met him, Great dude. Guy. Great guy. Had his pups with him too, had his uh, two GSBs. And uh, load up on the eight on the UTV, bro. We ride out there. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I'm just, dude, you, you brought us biscuits, bro. Man, like, dude, biscuits. You went, yeah. you went oh, all out. Dude, dude, Kyle's was sort of an dude, we started, business. We started rolling down the road. He got, he, I had like a biscuit with a big old freaking fried egg and like some fried <laughs> dude, uh, like, country no steak joke. on like, it. Dude, you don't get this from me. Dude, I was eating that. I was like, man. Jack's got nothing on this, bro. Dude. Okay, yeah, it was fantastic. And, like, and so we're riding now. I'm like shoving my face full of this biscuit while Andrew's like holding Boone, and we're in the we're in the YouTube, we're just like riding through opening gates, going through gates. I'm like, hey, first time Boone saw a cow. Boone did not know what to think of the cows. <laughs> 
He yeah. saw one walking by, and he was like, well, "Do you see that?" <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "Look at you, look at it, look at you, look at this." Yeah, he's like, "Look at that thing over there." Will it hurt? I was like, "But it's gonna get stomped by one of those." Yeah. He runs oh, over man. there and tries to mess but, with dude, it. Dude, we get all the way out there, we get unloaded. I'm like, "Okay, this is kind of cool." And we pull up the first spot. I'm like, "All right," and it's like this. It's this, you know. We need to kind of give a little background. Kyle, you called me last year. And you're like, dude, mm-hmm. we got to do this hunt. I'm like, go mm-hmm. snipe hunting. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, dude, I got snipe on the property. I'm like, okay. I knew they were game bird then, but I, again, to be honest, it's probably only been four years that I knew they were game bird because of game check and everything. Like, I see them, like, oh, that's, okay, so they're snipe. I didn't really know what they looked like. But you hunted them, had some success. We we're like, okay, we got to do this February hunt because the season goes to like pretty much the end of February every year. He calls up, like, hey, dude, let's get down to the farm. Like, you just saw, I think you said, it was like a couple weeks before, like you saw like 58 or something like that in, in one field flush. Because when they flush, it's not like they just flush, fly away. They flush and they circle a little bit. So you actually could like sit there and count them like as they circle and then fly mm-hmm. off. Um, and I'm like, all right, cool. So we get down there and kind of the area like you were talking about on this farm is, um, or on this property, it's, you know, there's a bunch of cattle pastures throughout it and it's like it holds moisture, holds like it's damp, it's wet. Some of it's flooded, you know, a couple inches of water in these fields, which is like the habitat that you want for them. And uh, give our buddy Nick Dare from the Gundog Yourself podcast, he did an episode on sniping rail from some guy out in um, North Carolina. And I sent it to you, uh, Kyle, and, and Andrew, and I listened to it. And that's the guy, he was talking about hunting them and finding them in areas with uh, dewatering area or like, uh, yeah, dewatering units, whatever, for like duck, yep. duck impoundments when they like flood it and then they pull the water back out. <clears throat> going in there and hunting them then and like a lot of times you can see them and you know it's that shallow water where they can really get after the worms we get down there i'm like okay well, this looks kind of cool and you told me you're like listen the first thing i said is like you know because we just gonna woodcock hunt and i was hunting in hiking boots the whole time i'm like i'm like what do we need and you're like dude you bring the like because you sent us a photo and the whole place flooded and one of your trail cameras is like two three feet of water down there and you're like make sure you bring the rubber boots maybe even hip wire so i like, don't wear hiking boots thank god i didn't wear hiking boots Oh yep. yeah, that made would've... that mistake before. Oh yeah, well, it's, yeah. If you're gonna be dumb, you better be tough. And yep, that's I'm not gonna, right, say, I'm gonna say I'm tough, but I dealt through and was chaffed. <laughs> you're like, about, I may not be tough, but I am dumb. <laughs> 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 well, so we get down there with the pup center thing, dude. Listen, y- y'all looked official, bro. Y'all all wearing your Philson, freaking Orvis. I'm out there. I'm out there with this whatever camo I had on, an orange vest, it's like, bro, in a backpack. In a backpack. That's like the most iconic. This Badlands, bro. It's like the most iconic. Conic Jacob thing. He's like, I'm hunting somewhere. I got a backpack. I'm dove hunting. I got a backpack on, bro. <laughs> That's true. That or, is 100% or, 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 true. Or rabbit hunting, dude. I got no vest. I don't get no game vest. Dude. I'm getting him a vest for his birthday. Please do. Please do. Yeah, I'd look more official out there. But yeah, dude, y'all are all suited up, bro. Y'all, all, y'all look real cute, dude. Y'all just like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, if I was gonna take a, if I was gonna take a, uh, you know, an image, a photo, put on social media, be of y'all three, I would not be included in the photo. I mean, dude, dude, Jacob Walker, he's like, he's decked out too. I'm like, man. I'm I, I don't feel cool around you guys. <laughs> oh, get the fa- y'all get the fancy shotguns too. Got I'm over here rocking a four hundred dollar shotgun. Tail. Oh yeah, freaking just hydro dipped. And uh, no, we get to walk and we get Boone out there and just get to walking. And so like, what's Kyle? We gotta talk about like what is the strategy for snipe after like you know you had you hunting them a little bit last year. What, what's the strategy at least on this farm? Really, I mean, pretty. I guess it'd be more like pheasant. So you get and kind of drive these birds. So really, I mean, when I started out doing this, I had no idea. You know, I had no idea how to hunt them. And uh, really, I guess what we figured out the other day was more just hunt them like pheasant, get in a line and just drive them. Because, I mean, you have no idea where they're at. I mean, you can tell, you know, certain spots look better than others, but you can oh, tell. Oh, listen. So I wish Jacob Walker was on this podcast because, listen, <laughs> we went in and we're like, oh, you know, you start talking about, like, oh, yeah, this is kind of the area we find them at. There's a little moisture areas. I start joking with Jacob and I'm like, hey, man, 
But I ended up hunting, dude. We're going to be expert snipe hunters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking because, like, we, ha- we haven't found a bird yet. I'm like, dude, we're going to be experts by the end of this hunt. And, dude, not like at two hours later after a couple of flushes, which I'm kind of jumping ahead. He's like, he's like, he's like, dude, I think they're going to be right here, man. I see the sign. I'm like, I think this is it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, look at my bro. You're an expert, aren't you, man? He's like, oh, yeah, we learned it. Yeah, he was like, he's like, well, my experience. <laughs> yeah, with, my, with, with my limited experience, I think this Two was hours like, of experience. Dude, it was, it was so fun, dude. So, like, we go through, like, the first little push. And, like you said, you're all lined up and we're all kind of, you and, know. And, again, we're in a pasture. Okay, this this grass is pasture, ankle yeah. high. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, with, just With some moisture, out. wet, damp, you know, some standing water on it. Yeah. And, like, you're like, you think there's a bird here, you're going to see the bird. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're going to see it. Like, you can't hide. We walk through the first push, nothing. And uh, kind of come through this little green field and we turn around and start coming back the other direction. And I just remember, like, the first one came up. Well, and, well, hold on. I saw one. We got in that food plot, and I looked over, and I saw one I, get I, up and get back down. And I was like, was that a snipe? Because <laughs> we hadn't seen one yet. And then I think that's when yeah, I think I like, heard it. I was like, oh. So, listen, I saw, I saw something too over there, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> listen, my brother is like – He sacrificed my, me. No, uh-huh. Listen, my brother – Chris is that guy who's like, dude, I just saw something. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to keep it to myself. We'll see if we actually see something, okay? I ain't going to make no scene. Like, oh, I saw something. Next thing you know, it's a grass bird come up. So, but yeah, no, like saw something. We came around, we, we freaking started pushing back to the south, and it was just like, who, did you shoot the first one? I did. I it felt is, bad. I really no, did. No, no, so let's talk about So, so like, again, we're all like 25 to 40 yards apart, because it kind of it, it changed throughout the day how far apart we were. And, uh, Anyways, when we actually uh, pushed through, you were able to get one up, and you were like, I think you said, I think I hear one. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, the one y'all saw, I think I heard. Yeah. I was like, man, that was a snipe, and y'all just looked at me like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't hear we anything. We didn't walk 400 yards already, ain't seen nothing. <laughs> and this guy is full of crap. I was like, man, <laughs> it's about to happen. And really, I did get worried the first guy. 15, 20 minutes. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> all the way down to Lowndes County, the four or five, and we ain't got no birds. Because I was actually worried that the amount of water that we had out there, I was like, not knowing, you know, how these birds operate, you know, did it push them out mm-hmm. or did it make it better? Houndstooth Game Calls is your home for turkey calls this spring. Go check them out. They got all the classic turkey calls. You know, they got the pot calls and the box calls and the mouth calls. But they also got a couple really interesting calls. One of them is called the the success call. And you just need to go look it up. It's very, it's like a box call that you can work with one hand. It's really, really cool. Sounds incredible. They also got the Spur Master, which is another very unique call that you can get some really unique, clean tones out of. They're going to help you out this turkey season. Use the promo code SOP20 to get 15% off of your order at Houndstooth Game Calls. That's SOP24. Use it at checkout. It helps the podcast. Save space and cut weight with the Sawyer Mini Water Filtration System. This water filter fits in the palm of your hand and has a total field weight of just two ounces. I use this thing all the time. Basically, the way that it works is you get a drinking pouch. So it's literally just a little plastic pouch with a cap on it, like a water bottle cap. That you fill up with water and then you attach the filter to the front of that and squeeze the water through it into you know whatever you're holding your water in. Super fast, super easy, super serious filter, filtering out all bacteria, protozoa, and microplastics. So you don't have to worry about salmonella, E. coli, or stuff like giardia. This saves me a ton of weight, whether I'm doing a long scouting trip or you know, hunting all day. I get to carry less water with me taking up less room in my pack, and then when I come to a nice stream, filter out some water, and I'm good to go. Head on over to Sawyer.com to check it out, or hit the link in the description of this podcast. 
You know, we've had a, a legendary outdoor store here in Birmingham called Mark's Outdoors for the last 40 years. Family owned and operated, absolutely a staple in the hunting community here. And we're excited to announce that they have gone national with their e-commerce. So no matter where you're at, you can go get access to all the awesome gear and awesome deals at MarksOutdoors.com. We got a link in the description for them. They've actually got some of our favorite ammo. They have an excellent ammo selection, excellent knife selection, excellent firearm selection. Y'all can go check them out. You won't be disappointed. Everything you need from apparel, archery, firearms, ammo, reloading, gun cleaning, and fishing. They have an unbelievable fishing department. And hey, if you are local or if you're passing through Birmingham, drop on into Mark's Outdoors. Head on over to the bow counter to Mark and Robbie and tell them that we sent you. Once again, that's MarksOutdoors.com, or you can go hit the link in the description of this podcast to check them out. Because they are migratory birds. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, so we, we get lined up, we start pushing, and we thought we heard something. And the next thing I know, just one flush it. And it's like, it doesn't make it 10 yards. And Kyle's like, boom, it's a puffball. I'm, I'm like, like, PTSD, dude. I mean, I can remember it from last year. It's like being in Vietnam. I, mean, I remember, it's like anything I hunt, I kind of get that, you know, acclimation to it. You know, I mean, as soon as it happened, it was just reaction. I was like, well, I guess I got to prove that, hey, these birds are, these birds are real, you know? Yeah. We <laughs> just pillowed it. Right dude, pillowed I mean, it. Pill, like, dude, I'm talking like crush it. And uh-huh. I'm like, that was a snipe? <laughs> I remember looking at Andrew. Was. Actually, no, yeah, well, yeah, it was. Me and Jake, I think me and Jake Walker were next to each other. I was like, that was a snipe? And dude, we ran over there and looked at it. I was like, oh my God, that's the coolest freaking little bird, dude. Because they're like, size-wise, they're probably, I say, like, just looking at them, they're probably 40% smaller 40 50 percent smaller than a woodcock because i mean a woodcock's pretty can be pretty they're hefty. pretty plump when mm-hmm. when a woodcock gets up you're like that is a big bird yeah like for mm-hmm. when they're flying like that's like surprise like it surprises me every time i see one like it's yeah. bigger than what i thought it would be um but like you get it's like it's like a little woodcock i'm like this is so cool to throw it in the bag i'm like all right and we and like we then we kept pushing probably another like 40 50 yards and freaking a couple more got up and then it was like a shooting fest dude. oh yeah i think the next group guy was what 10? Yeah, something like that. I mean, that. it got crazy well, There's quick. that one part of the pasture that they really liked. You know? That was unreal. And we pushed that, and it'd be like you'd kind of – you'd walk up, and sometimes you'd flush one, and someone would shoot. And when you shot, two more would get up, mm-hmm. and then you'd shoot at those. You had to like, be careful. And then like, like yeah. 10 get yeah, up. For sure. Right like, after that. What I quickly learned is like not everybody needs to shoot at the first one that pops up. Like someone mm-hmm. needs to shoot. If it gets away, it's fine. But the other guys like – because it happened a couple times where we'd like all unload on a couple birds – and then we take two steps, and we're trying to reload guns, and they're like, they start f- this gumming out of everywhere. Like, where are they? They're coming out of the ground, dude. Oh, dude. Okay? Lesson learned. Yeah. yeah. When you shoot, stop. don't make mm-hmm. another step. step. Just go ahead and reload. Yep. You yep. go two feet forward, and then all of a sudden, 10 get up, and you're like fumbling with your gun. That happened to me several times. And another thing, I mean, they're just so hard to find. I mean, I think, you know, there was a couple times where we shot, you know, four or five at once, and it's like, holy crap. And like ankle grass. Everybody, yeah, ankle grass. I mean, just like everybody market, you know, let's yeah. find it. Yep. It was like a, it was like classic dove hunt, like some of the public land stuff where we're shooting around cutovers and you got, like, you shoot one at like 15, 20 yards. It, it like fades into like a cutover and you're like trying to mark something, run over there and mm-hmm. find it and like head, haul, head high stuff. And I'm like, I felt like it was almost <laughs> harder to find some of these snipe and ankle grass because they blend in so well. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And then also like it's just the craziness of shooting. They're, they're dropping. Well, I was like, I'd like to say they're dropping left and right. Wasn't always the case. I, listen, I went through probably dropping right. two boxes. <laughs> I went through two boxes of ammo, I think. And I killed three birds. <laughs> I'm just jumping straight to that conclusion At least now. you're honest. No, straight up, dude. Like, and you know what? I went, I went into this hunt, dude. 
feel like I was hot stuff, dude. Because I've been rabbit hunting. Oh, yeah. Like, He's been talking I'm messed talking, up. Dude, I'm, I'm talking fired up. sharp shooting rabbits, dude. I'm talking like ain't a rabbit safe. Come flying by me, dude. This get, getting hammered, bro. And like I, I felt like I was like, oh, dude, like these snipes ain't got a chance. I get down there. I get humbled like that, dude. Like I freaking miss. I'm like, I can't hit one of these snipes. Dude, it took me. I was the last one to shoot one. Like the get the first bird? No, I, I was the last one. Was it? Yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah, I was the last one. Well, anyways, it I took... didn't kill one till the second pasture. Well, no. really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, anyway, it took it took a little while. I finally, anyways, whenever I finally did kill one, I was like, thank God. And it was I was like, thank God. And then after that, he was just like, miss, 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 hit one, can't find it, miss, miss. Like, cause it's tough and some of that stuff. Like one of the areas we got into, not to jump ahead, was like some like. I felt like she'd have been bass fishing where I was walking. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you're like, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're pushing. So we pushed through like this whole field, dude. And we're jumping them up and, and shooting. We got probably at that first or the second pass, probably had like four, maybe killed three or four killed. Because that was when that's when Boone jumped up and grabbed that one out of your hand. I think we had like three at that point. Was that after he chased down that wounded one? No, I think that was the first bird. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Because there was one that got winged, and uh, yeah, it, we were looking around for it and everything, and Ben's smelling around, and then it jumped, and you threw your gun mm-hmm. up. I was like, wait, 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 because I wanted him to chase it. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I put him on it. PTSD, yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, dude, just like, yeah, just like kill him dead, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, he got after it. I saw, I saw the rage in his eyes, man. Ben oh, yeah. wanted that joke. And he caught it, too. Yeah. By, man, by the end of the day, he was like, he's like, I know what we're doing. As far as the retrieving went, he's Point an expert. So expert. Oh, yeah. Expert sniper. Oh, he, expert he, sniper. He's a sniper for sure. So, you know, all that kind of happened, dude, and we kept pushing. And, and we got to, the, I think it was the third push. So, we went to that first field, came back down to the second field, and then ran back up and then got to that, that spot that had the real big oak tree at the very end of it. It had, like, the island trees mm-hmm. and all that water. We pushed through there and, like, you like Kyle, you hammer like one or two. Like there's like seven came up and I'm like boom boom and like one was out there eighty yards. I just shot. And everybody looked at me like, Were you waving by at him? <laughs> <laughs> or like you know, you know, signaling you know, signaling them off. And I'm like, dude, I was like, Yeah, I got it. It was literally ninety eight yards. Probably I mean, it was a long way away. It, I, I and here we are, we're trying to wait and see where they fly back down. <laughs> and then just, he shoots and it take it goes another mile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, gosh. I'm like, dang, dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm a sky blaster, bro. I mean, that's the thing with them is when they get up, it's almost like they turn into ducks. So they start working like ducks, and you can sit there and watch them and see where they fly down to. Yeah, that's what's go pretty over cool there and about get them up again. Exactly. Well, yeah. we we that was one of the spots where and I think that was the one that was the it was the wing bird that um, Boone got after. But we like you shot a couple, and we're trying to find them mm-hmm. zigzagging back and forth. And again, it's like at the very high, some of that grass was was like mid shin. Like I don't mm-hmm. think much of it was ever like knee high until we got into the thick stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you just they lay on the ground like we're like they just blend in. And the best way to explain. They look like their their quote unquote camouflage pattern with the feathers look like a turkey poult kind of. Oh, so I mean, they just like this like melt into the grass, mm-hmm. like it's laying there, and like unless it's like belly up with a white belly, like you just it's hard to find them. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew found like, I think a couple that were like buried down in the freaking grass. They hit the grass and they punched down underneath it. Yeah, they use that beak and yep, mm-hmm. like, a, like a nail, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, where I want to get to is like after that we try to do this little cross and we try and get across this little gate and, and Kyle's like oh yeah we'll just walk across this <laughs> it's like oh no no because that big that big group came down into this tall stuff and all, all the stuff looked like it was like maybe like waist high chest high something like that and like hey let, let's go over there and push it was just adjacent to us on the other side of the fence on the property and we go through this little opening and it's like there's some water there and I'll oh, be careful and dude you get over there and you're like <laughs> like I think Jake Walker and Andrew got across and then Kyle you're like I can't remember if you were behind me but like I get across and it means some deep stuff and we're all wearing you know, knee-high boots. And Kyle, God, God bless you, bro. You just... Yeah, in <laughs> my mind, I mean, I crossed that gap 
quite a bit, you know, in the black belt dealing with that kind of clay. I mean, these, these cattle gaps, they get worn out. But anyways, I guess I, guess I thought I had higher boots on. I was kind of being. He thought you had, I was being sharp, is you, what it was. Yeah. You thought you, you, thought thought you, had, you could be sharp. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he thought he had hip waders on, and quickly learned that was not what he wore that day. Hey, yeah, because yeah. he, he was down there teabagging that water. Yeah, that water was, line looked like I had. <laughs> yeah, yep. that was rough. I mean, it really came up. I mean, almost up to my belly button. Yeah, it, it was cold. No, it was bad. That was like right at the very beginning of the hunt. Mm-hmm. Like we'd only been out there for like forty-five minutes, yep. maybe. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty rough. It was foggy, dude. It was like mm-hmm. that, that morning was crazy too. That was like mile one out of eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because we did, I think it was eight point nine miles that day. Oh, but so we get over to that thick stuff. We start pushing it. We're like all lined up and like pushing. And like I'm like this, you know, it's not briar thick, but it's like a what is that stuff that's grown over there? Do you know what that vegetation it was, is? It was briars, and then then uh, was it trifoliate? Trifoliate, the flying dragon? No, oh, no, no, no. We're in the in the where, where, we should, stuff. where the water was at, where I was out there. I don't know what that stuff is. I mean, What's, it's some kind of wetlands. Some kind of something. It's like brush. But it was, I mean, I can't even get in a tractor in there. So yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you can't get a tractor in there. And it's like, there's like reeds out in there, dude. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I'm like in the water. Like, some of you, one of you, Kyle might have been, who was it? Might have been you. Someone was like up closer to like the, the trail itself, like higher ground walking down. We walked a couple hundred yards through this stuff. And I'm like, just. <laughs> Just walking through. It's like, it's like, at first, it's like mud and like a little bit of water. Next thing I know, dude, it's like water, like water. almost to the top of my boots. And I'm seeing fish swim around it, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm in reeds. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, is there, I'm like, I'm waiting. Like, if I scream, guys, it's because it's a cotton mouth. Got me by the yeah, I was waiting got, for you to see a cotton mouth. Yeah, got me by the inside of the thigh for real, dude. <laughs> I mean, it was, I was like, I'm literally looking at fish swim around with this crap we're walking through. You're like, I don't think they're in here. <laughs> and like, you can't see your foot, dude. It was crazy. But anyways, we get all with it. That was terrible, dude. It was a freaking workout. So we get through that. I'm like, there ain't no freaking birds out here, dude. I'm oh, like, man. I'm we like, went through that stuff. Me, dude, dude Boo turned around and looked at me like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was, yeah. that was the real snipe punt. That was, like, yeah. Oh, they're exactly. out there in the water. That's the best <laughs> <Yeah>. place. <laughs> literally, literally, dude, I guarantee I could have caught a brim if I had like a hook, and a, like, a, like a number eight hook in some worm, dude. I could have caught a brim that stuff I was walking through. I mean, there were fish swimming around. I'm like, I think I'm in the wrong spot. I'm like, this is where like a kick of a freaking wood duck in this little stuff. That's <laughs> what's like, so cool with them is they're so diverse. They go from, you know, you hunt them in that really, really short stuff to then all of a sudden they're like pheasant in this thick, thick, nasty, I mean, wet, tall stuff. I mean, it's just, it's like the hunt changed every 10 minutes. That's mm-hmm. what was so cool about it, you know. Yeah. We went over there and we we slugged through all that wet stuff and then, you know, we made our way up to the drier ground and there they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like we got up to that, that higher ground and there they were and Dude, I remember one popped up because we're like, oh, maybe, maybe they flew out of here. And then all of a sudden, one got up right next to me and I shot at it. And it fades out towards that water. It's all like reeds that are like, I don't know, like belly button high. But they're thick. Like walking through them is like walking through. Uh, I mean, it's almost not like briars. But it's like, it's like grabbing your legs and crap. And you get water on the backside of your legs and your thighs. It goes down there. And I'm following like this feather trail. Like I think you all shot at a couple too. And uh, I get over there and I find a feather trail. I'm like, oh, where's it going? It must be like ran a little bit. Next thing we know, we jumps back up and, and freaking dips back over right next to the fence line where we started at. And that's when we all kind of got together and kind of walked over there. I'm like, where's it at? And y'all are kicking around. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there ready oh, to yeah. shoot one. And I think Kyle, you went in, and then Andrew and Boone went in. To yeah. this, I mean, I'm I like, sent Boone across the fence. I sent him on the other side of the fence because we yeah. thought that it got over there and ran off. And I'm like, I'm like, it's got to be right there next year. And all of a sudden, one just pops out. They just comes up and Jake Walker just hammered him. It was behind us. Yeah, it, was, it, it was like in between me and Jacob Walker and it was like a little bit behind us. We had overwalked mm-hmm. it by like four feet. And just, it got up and it was, you can tell it was winged. 
But dude, Jake Walker just pilled it. Bah! Got him. Killed with, him. With his side-by-side looking authentic, mm-hmm. you know. He's, CZ sharp tail. It's yeah. a fine gun, It's <laughs> a good-looking gun. Absolutely. Good nah, looking I can't gun. shoot that thing. Just saying, we we ate them tonight. Yeah. We're going to get there, bro. Oh, okay. We're going to get to the table. <laughs> okay. Listen, this is – because this is like my favorite now game. This is – I like woodcock, but listen, this is my new favorite game bird because not only are they fun to hunt, but they're delicious. We're oh gonna talk about that a little gosh, bit. Later. So good. So, but you know, all that happened, and then we like we load back in the the UTV, the side by side, and uh, no, actually, no, we might push that other field again. I don't know. At one point, I'm like, we're about to kick up a rabbit. I kept mm-hmm. thinking, I'm like, we're about to kick up a small <laughs> rabbit walking through this stuff. I was just waiting for yep, it. Yep, me too. And like, it, it just took a little while in the morning before we finally found one. And, Kyle was on cleanup crew after I was <laughs> in the swamp. Right? I w- dude, that hurt my that hurt my soul, dude. When I freaking shot this rabbit, pops out, dude. I mean, per- like ten yards, like, kind of running away from. Him. I'm like, so now, like, listen, two weeks ago, sharp shooting, dude. Nah. Rabbits. I shoot, I whiff. <laughs> Trash. And Kyle's over there with the freaking uh, Browning A5, just hammers it. I'm I like, ain't rabbit hunted in fifteen years. I wasn't a swamp rabbit. Either. It was a hill. It was a big, a big cottontail. Like it, it definitely was a cottontail. Big old hillbilly. Big cottontail. Um. But yeah, I'm just jumped around, dude. It was it was a blast. Y'all over the I place. Mean, there was like this. Well, got to the second pasture, same thing happened. Y'all got one up, and uh, and somebody shot it, and then like yeah, and I went looking eight for that bird, get up. and y'all at least. I mean, yeah. y'all found this little pocket Bunch that I couldn't believe. Yeah, and a pretty tight spot too, mm-hmm. compared to where we were normally mm-hmm. finding them. Well, and yeah, and we found one that was down by the creek that you'd hit, and it went down that little brush pile. I found it. it was down there. I don't know how we found that, but bird. like we killed. By that time, we killed. Like, I think it was like. Nah, that morning, like, dude, we're yeah. doing pretty good. It's only like mm-hmm. eight, like eight thirty in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, and then like we had jumped a bunch of them that had gone up over the fence because we had like axes. Like, this, we're saying there's a bunch of fences, not like across the necessary property lines. There's different action areas in this place are like all sectioned off for the cattle. So like they flew over to this one, uh, the other side of this property or the other side of this fence and dropped down some tall stuff. We went over there and started pushing like through stuff that was like over your head high. It was oh, thick, yeah. but it wasn't like briar thick or like saplings. It was just like some kind of tall vegetation in there. And I remember we were walking, and Jacob Walker's next to me. I'm like, dude, we're about to kick one up. And I think y'all might have, or Kyle and Andrew, I think y'all might have shot at one or something. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and I see these birds. I'm like, I thought it was teal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah. a flock. I don't even know what we call them, but like, it's like a, it looked like a flock of, or like a thing of teal flying through. I'm like, man, that's, that's ducks. And then they turn back, and I'm like, I was looking at the wings. I'm like, I think that's sniped. And like, like everybody get down. I, I think you called. I was like, and we're like, oh, there's a sniper. We all got down. And there was like two different. I don't know if you call them fox. I don't know what, they, what you call oh, we them. we got to figure that out. We got to yeah. figure out terminology. But we just come up with our own terminology. How about yeah. that? It just yeah, piss like people it. off. Right, we're over the, we're, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that. anybody else doing yeah, it. So. Absolutely. But, like, dude, one came around, and then they're, like, circling as we, like, kneel down the ground. And it's, like, again, it's, it felt like we were, like, hunting some ducks. They were just mm-hmm. circling or, like, a thing of doves. And next thing I know, I, like, Jacob Walker's looking at me. He's like, Jacob, above you. And I'm like, what? And I look, and they're just like, <laughs> like over the top of me. I was like, why are they not shooting? Yeah, we were sitting down there. So it's funny. Thanks for calling it out, boys. Y'all, <laughs> y'all must be real fun on a dove field calling shots. Look, look we're Bird. I, I'm an expert. Yeah. I'm over there on CB, it seems like, just like sure. calling shots. Yeah, Dude, that's me. Honestly. Hey, when we got in that fix stuff, I think that's when Boone kind of like figured out what we were doing. Because I've been like, Really hammered into his head, like, hey, when we get to the thick stuff, like, we're crawling through it. Like, we're going to get in that. We're going to hunt it. And we hit that thick stuff, and then he starts ranging out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then those those uh, snipes start circling us. And you're like, those are snipes. Like, get down. We can shoot them like doves. Yeah. And we get down, and I see them get down. I'm like, okay, they see them. So that's why I didn't say anything. Y'all are terrible. And Boone, Boone just goes wandering off. And, uh, <laughs> like, finally, you know, because he's, he's a little Velcro dog, man, especially in those open <laughs> pastures because he's like – he doesn't realize that we're hunting or anything, you know. But we got that thick stuff. He's like, all right, let's go smelling around. 
And so he goes wandering off, and those birds come over, and they go right over y'all. And y'all don't shoot, and they get right on top of us. Like, and Kyle's like, shoot them, and I threw up. Dude, and we killed. We yeah, dropped, I think we killed two or three out of that, man. Yeah. I mean, just then, like a duck hunt. I mean, yeah. I had no communication. Next time, uh, Jacob Walker's like, birds above you, Jacob. I'm looking up, and it was like, they're screaming over the top. I'm like, there's no way I can shoot them. Like, it's, just, it's too late. I'm like, thanks, guys. But the thing is, they, they fly so quick. I mean, they are quick mm-hmm. flying birds. Yeah, I mean, they're fast. I've never hunted teal, but I've heard guys. I, think oh, I, mean, I mean, I'm telling you, it's identical. Well, I was going to say, I identical think you said that. Teal. Yeah, it's like, it's Matter of like, fact, the first time I ever saw them in Mississippi, I was like, man, that's. Is that teal? No, no, that's, that's snipe. You know? Yeah. But so they're super fast flying bird. But like again, they like flock up or whatever. Like they're in like these big mm-hmm. groups. And he was, yeah, it was crazy. But we do all that, dude. We get back in the the, the freaking side by side driving around. This kept doing that all morning long, dude. And actually, actually, no. After that, we jumped over to this other little spot. Which was that where the dove field was? That's at? where. Yeah, that's when we ended up killing the rabbit there. Mm, mm-hmm. Now we're talking, yeah, boy. Well, we got over there, and there was like some. It was like not. It was almost knee high mm-hmm. stuff that we were walking through first when we were push and then we circled back down that fence line where he shot the rabbit and i think you were like i hear one and the only one i think i heard the all day long was the first one because they make really they, andrew can you find the video and we can like t- explain to people like what it sounds like for um you know a, a snipe because you were like i'm hearing them. i'm like dude you got some good ears i am deaf <laughs> like i mean we, we come to realize that today like just me trying to listen to my own audio on here in the headsets but like you're like i think i, think I hear one i just heard one got up and uh, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, y'all hear them great. Like, I just need to visually see them. Like, listen, I'm over here like the, you know, hunting like a bobcat, and y'all over there hunting like, I don't know, someone's got, what's, what's the prayer's got good ears? Come on, come on now. Nobody? All right, whiffed. <laughs> Pass that one. Edit that out, Andrew. He won't edit it. A predator's got good ears? Good, good hearing. All of them? I mean, they all could that's, hear that's, that's a good point. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm over a sight hunter. And Kyle, you know, the turkey killer, he's over here. He, he's hearing gobbles so far off. I'm like, it's a he's woodpecker. A, he's a hawk. He's, hawk. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm like a hawk. Yeah, there you go. Or a falcon. There you go. I bet you do. Y'all hear that? Is that what? The, that's not what. I never heard that. No, could you? Could you nah, find, that that, that hey, must be the mating call right there. Yeah. Hey, look up uh, like flushing snipe. Sam. Mm-hmm. That's what I looked up. If oh. I heard that, I'd be like, bro, I, I can hear that for sure. <laughs> Oh man, that's some good footage too. That's a good deep, bro. <laughs> yeah, are they, are, they, are they breeding over there? <laughs> we'll Looks come like... up with our mixtape called, called "Snipers." Uh, no, so but dude, it was just it was just crazy. But yeah, we got to that point with freaking that. We had one snipe right before we shot that rabbit. That shot between me and Jacob uh, Walker, and it went back behind us because that was the thing I noticed. Some of them held super tight, and some would flush at 30, 40 yards from you. And this one held super tight, and it was, like, really, literally right next to me and Jacob Walker, and it flushed, and that was, like, the last one I think I killed for the day. And it went back, dude, and freaking this fadeaway shot, boom, dead. And then right after that, freaking rabbit jumped up. And I was like, that that, that hurt that hurt me big time. Missed that rabbit. I mean, just whiffed on it, dude. That was a really big cottontail. Yeah. It was, yeah. Really big cottontail. Yeah, because at first I was like, man, right when it got up, I was like, it's a swamp rabbit. Because yeah. I could see, how, like, this from the rear, and I'm like, that's a swamp rabbit. And I'm like, no, I think it's a cottontail, dude. It's a big freaking cottontail. You didn't find a good video? No, no. There was a bunch of people walking <laughs> around. <snipe laughs> yes, you go up snipe button on YouTube, you're gonna get. <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, that's you got like a millisecond. I mean, it's it's literally like like you hear that sound as they're like coming up, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's like they're like, it's almost like something like that. It's like, and it comes up and you're like you're like ah! and like guns ready. Oh, dude, it's a blast. It's 
It's like and sometimes you hear it, sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you don't. But like, I remember we were driving we're in the side by side. We're coming from one field to the other field, and we we like flush one in the side by side. And I was like, because oh, yeah. Jacob was driving. I was like, Jacob, stop! <laughs> I'm like, no, with it. I was like, yo, give me the gun, let me run out there. Dude. Anyways, oh dude, it was it was awesome. I still remember. I think the first one that we jumped that held really tight, like we had walked right past it, and it was uh, between me and Andrew. Yep. And I remember it flew. I mean, two steps. From both of us. I mean, I remember both of us drawing and seeing each other's face. We're like, hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember y'all talking about it. Like, you're, y'all were looking like, oh, who's shooting? Who's shooting? <laughs> and it went all the It circled all the way around and came out front. Yeah. I think we did get a shot at it. but I think that's the one I shot at. It was at a little distance. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah. I think that, that was the one I was like, I was like, ah, ah, ah. What happened was it jammed. Like, dude, I kept having my gun jammed for whatever reason, shooting like some low brass. And uh, it wasn't cycling good. And freaking, I went to shoot, and it like, I don't know, something happened. I had a freaking pull back and have another shell put in, and, and it was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm waving goodbye. At it here's the thing lead. with Jacob, like he'd be again, we're kind of driving these birds. He would be 90 yards behind us, like we have one perfect line. And Jacob, Guys, where are you at? Y- y'all bro? walk too fast. Listen, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm walking like hey. a penguin, and y'all over here Look. just like high stepping. It. Oh yeah, I've been, we got a weak spot. I've been. <laughs> I've been there before with Jacob in a hurricane. What was that hurricane? We were in Tennessee. We went oh, yeah. stalking through the woods. This joker right here. Listen, listen I, I killed listen, some deer slipping, bro. Listen, you're over listen, here. You like trying to run after. You weren't. Them. You weren't slipping. Like I, I was. I was. I was becoming like, one with the if woods. If anything, you were slipping backwards. Like, <laughs> like you. <laughs> oh, hawk. <laughs> We were all standing there. Oh, Hulk needs a better trainer. <laughs> we were all standing there, and uh, here comes Jacob coming out of the thicket 15 minutes after the rest of us. Wait, and where? It, what are you talking about? Look, Jacob's way behind us, and he's like, we're waiting on Jacob to catch up. And I was talking to Kyle. I was like, this is pretty normal, bro. <laughs> with Jacob, Mike. Jacob, we're all working working through this open pasture, and Jacob comes crawling <laughs> out of some thicket. Yeah. I had to push him, bro. 10 listen, foot of water. Bro, listen, listen, listen. If I'm, if I'm, if he's over there fishing. I'm the one pushing the He was the our driver. Yeah. I'm like, that's me, he man. I'm there, there are no birds in the pickstuff. They don't live in, And Jacob's still crawling around in the I'm thicket. I'm crawling through it here. I'm taking, like, there, there was one time, that, like, that was, that was talking about, like, with the water was at right like in that freaking mm-hmm. yeah yeah that, well, that yeah because y'all were, y'all were literally y'all did get i was 90 yards behind i'm like so i can't walk any faster because i'm gonna fall and be soaking wet <laughs> hey, we're all we're standing around talking dude i mean for real yeah all y'all su- sweet candy could i could i <laughs> eat a whole nother biscuit candy Wait, asses <laughs> we're all freaking up there in the freaking short stuff and i'm out there just beating brush dude i'm like I, I, you don't need a rabbit dog if jacob's out there because i'm out there just beating stuff dude i'm like it was terrible <laughs> you're, you're, you're watching him way out there you see a grass bird gets up he throws up on it real quick and then no, he's like, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, just a grass bird, guys. Oh, grass bird. Dude, that would happen all the time, though. We'd be coming through something, and a grass bird would come up. And I'm just, I don't know, there's probably an actual, they got a name, would have called them this grass bird. These little finches <laughs> pop up. And you're like, I mean, dude, like, I don't remember, I remember one time, one came up, and, and me and Jacob Walker, like, kind of, like, flinched for it, like, go up with the gun, and we looked at each other. I was like, yep, grass bird. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know, when you're trying, we're, we're zoned in, man. We're, like, I don't know, all on our zone, but. But later that day, so we finally took Boone back, got Pepper out, and got it's Lady and what's what's his other dog? Lucy, Lucy and Lady. Yep, my mom was positive. Lucy and Lady. Or Lacey. No, no, I think it's Lady. Lucy and Lady. Okay. Uh, both of um, sorry, Jacob. Yeah, yeah both of Jacob's <laughs> uh, GSBs that came out, and uh, dude, we ran them, and I mean, it was it, it was fun. We got into like a couple of really good like volleys of gunfire later on in the day. 
I said volley, and y'all, I was talking like a volley gun fire, like more like multiple shots. And you're like, oh, let's just call the call the, the, the like instead of saying flocks, it's a volley of snipe. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, that's not that's not. How that, I mean, we could call him that. That's not like what I was meaning when I was saying he was a volley. I was like, that's like volley of gunfire. I thought that's what he meant too. Yeah, no, I no. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you call the group of snipe. We're gonna we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna come up with our own term, man. We got to think about it. Well, that's yeah. what's so crazy though. I mean, we hunted the same spot, like especially that one spot, man. Like. Five times. Yeah, easy. And easy. it would still be, I mean, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten birds. Well, the, I mean, last, just the last push was the best one, I felt yeah, I know. Like. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, we come through, and I'm like, where did all these birds come from? Dude, it was like And they held, they held tight, too, at the yeah, very end. absolutely. You burned up. Yeah, that, that, that was – no, that was, <laughs> you so, got hey, so, hey, listen, for real, uh, the one bad thing I did, I did wear thermal – I wore, like, merino wool base layers, like, paint, like, bottoms, whatever. That was the worst decision. Because it, <laughs> it was chilly that morning. It was, like, in the – Cold. It was like thirty-eight. Yeah, like it was upper thirties, and it was chilly. I'm like right on the ATV. I'm like, oh man, I'm glad I wore these freaking thermals. And dude, after like the second push, I'm like, God, I'm like, I'm like, anyways, big mistake. I'm like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't worn this. coming off of me. And I wasn't. So I, I said I didn't wear any boxing today, so I wasn't about to go commando out there. Because <laughs> I, I, I just knew if I did it, I'd rip a hole. In my, I'd rip a hole in my crotch. <laughs> First time meeting Jacob. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, so, but uh, no, dude, it, it was fun getting the getting the pups out there. Dude, Pepper, I was I was surprised how good Pepper did with all the gunfire, especially that last the last two big like I want to say it's not cubbies, but like the last two big flushes when they all got up, dude, we were shooting. Pepper was a great. She was like, oh, because she got to get after a winged uh, snipe. Oh, that was great for her. Yeah, cause that was so great. She was like, what? Because she's been around like dead animals, so she's like, okay, in dead animals, she'll like come up and put it in her mouth, and she'll be all timid. Dude, that that freaking snipe was smacking her in the face with a wing, and at first she was like, whoa, what was this? And then the next day she just pounced on it and just freaking just like done. Those instincts came out. Yeah, so that that was definitely good. I, I was happy we were able to do that. But uh, same with Boone. He got some really good experience. I was uh, I was wishing he would get out and point one of them. Um, I, I think they're everything I've read. They're a really hard bird for like a pointing dog, especially on a day like that where there was no wind and everything. Uh, and they get up and they fly, you know, around the pasture. They're not like walking around that much. I don't think, at least when they get in that cover. Uh, so there was a, a couple times where he got kind of birdie and he was throwing that nose up in the air and kind of working it. But he never got down and, like, pointed one. But he got a bunch of retrieves. Now, I talked to a guy on social media from the country of Georgia. And they do it. I mean, they do it all the time. That's that's one of their biggest, you know, sports over there. And he said later in the day, they will actually hold and they'll actually point them. I don't know why, but he said it's just later in the day. That's when that's when they do it. You know, we were thinking while we we're out there, we we're like, all you know, we're all becoming snipe experts while we we're out there. I'm sure someone <laughs> probably listens to the podcast that has decades He's of experience. Rednecks. But they were over there, like, I'm like, I wonder, like, in the afternoon, because like we weren't flying them in a couple of fields. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder in the afternoon they just get hot and they go in like some thicker cover or something like, you know, or they go in the woods. So like, As we're, we're talking, we're talking about mm-hmm. the and the next thing we know, dude, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. It's hot and we're like, we're burning <laughs> up. I'm over here like this, dude. I got. Andrew will make fun of me. Michael will make fun of me because I'm going to say <laughs> I get so dehydrated, I stopped sweating. Oh, my <laughs> God. Hey, 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 oh hey. Hey, 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 gallons of water. Fat boy sweats, all right? So, listen. No, no. no I okay, get, look. Kyle doesn't know this. Jacob <clears throat> can drink two gallons of water and go on a hike and 
halfway through, he'll be like, man, I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> I have like a, a water truck following him. <laughs> like, and he's just like. <sighs> he is perpetually dehydrated, no matter how much water he drinks. Maybe like, it's a pale skin thing, because I'm, I'm in the same boat for some, dude, for no, some no. reason. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, oh, I put, don't I put encourage... myself in the same category. Oh, you're empowering him now. <laughs> listen, <laughs> that, listen, let's go, listen, baby. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. You listen. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, son. When you get kidney stones, then you can tell me you're dehydrated. Oh, hey, mm. kidney stone over here. I'll tell you something. You never heard me say, Michael, how many kidney stones you got? Five. You've had oh five kidney gosh. stones. Well, how old are you? 37. Why are you putting on a spot like that, we bro? 37 had five kidney stones. This man knows something about I know something about <laughs> being dehydrated. You talk to <laughs> me. You, but that's you, a choice. You go down in Georgia, and you sit Georgia. All, all day Georgia. in 98-degree oh, yeah. heat. And only have a half of a Gatorade right. for I, I wouldn't 10 have hours. It. You know me. I'd pack no. eight liters of water and a couple of Gatorades in there, so don't worry about it. That's why I pack 55 Look, pounds early Michael, season. Yeah. And Michael's uh, not the fence. The, the midnight Mountain Dews probably aren't helping. Dude, don't you, <laughs> like, don't you say you don't do it because I heard you. Uh, uh, NWTF, wake up. Uh, <laughs> hey. it's, it's one o'clock like, in the morning. I'm like, bro, dude, no, I'm, no, what are you kids? Like, you drinking caffeine when you're going to bed? I was, I was thirsty, man. <laughs> Get you some water. He wakes up at one That's your body saying, oh, "We're thirsty." <laughs> <laughs> your body's telling you, "We're dehydrated." Not Mountain Dew. Give us water. You're not dehydrated. You ain't got a kidney stone yet. Ain't got no kidney stone. Ain't got so. no. Ki- oh no, but hey, listen, no, for real, for real now. I get to the point I stop sweating, dude. I'm like, I feel terrible. Like, dude, this is about to be bad, dude. Hold on. Hey, listen, Andrew, you should quit shaking that head, bro. Please <laughs> talk to me. I've been on a couple times when Andrew's like, can you have some of that water? Please, sir, can I have some of that water? Oh, don't. <laughs> if you out there some bird, bro, just, just sucking up the next day. But anyways, no. Um, I don't even know where, I don't even know where we we're going. But dude, we were no, oh no, that's what I was saying. Like we were like, oh maybe the birds are like me and Jacob Walker. You know we're over there like you know snipe experts after like four <laughs> hours, four hours. And dude, we're like, we're like, I bet you, dude, I bet you they're out in the woods, man. They're they're not out here. It's so hot. He's like, yeah, man, that makes a lot of sense. And the next thing we do, we, we flush like twenty, like out there in one of those fields. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like the last flush of the day. We that- had no two flushes back to back. It was like probably. Eight ten came up. We shot. Bah, bah, bah. And yet, a couple of y'all, I think one of y'all killed or two of y'all killed. I didn't kill nothing. And everybody Cause, cause was we're, out I'm, of ammo. I mean, after I that, know, that was, I ran out of ammo. And I'm sitting there like, out. oh, guys, I'm just here just well, watching. We were thinking about leaving. And we mm-hmm. parked. And we're like, let's push this one part. Yeah. So they kept coming back to this one part of that pasture over and over. You'd push it. And then you come back 30 minutes later. And you push it again. And you get up just as many or more mm-hmm. as last time. And uh, we're like, let's just go walk it real quick. I didn't bring my vest. Nobody brought that much ammo, they grab a couple shells, put it in their pocket. Or you just, I shot all my ammo. I had one shell left, I think. That was it. <laughs> was Jacob didn't bring any shells. And he's like, y'all got some more, y'all got any 20 gauge? <laughs> he's trying to bum them Literally told you to bring four boxes. You I, bring I w- one. You know what, I wish I had, I wish I had that. I had about <laughs> two boxes I took with me. Okay, that's, that was bad. Fifty About 50 shots, I got three birds. Hold on. Jacob Myers only had two boxes of <laughs> ammo? Wait, what, what? I wasn't expecting to do any like you know any kind of bird shit like this. I had plenty for rabbits because dude, I only need like ten shells for rabbits. I'm like you know I'm sharpshooter. Oh so. my! Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. one shot. Oh, I'm one yeah. shot McGee over there. That, that, oh, yeah. that, you know, <laughs> ain't a rabbit safe. A little Hawkeye. But we can we yeah Hawkeye. And we came out here, dude. It was like in the first two flushes, I'm like I'm down like I don't know like six seven shells. There was one flush. I shot three times, reloaded a shell, shot again in the same flush. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm like I killed nothing, dude. Oh, it was bad. It was super bad. But uh, 
Yeah, dude, I was like, yeah, you told me, like, make sure you bring a case of ammo. I'm like, dude, I don't have a case, bro. <laughs> I've got, like, a couple boxes. That's it, because it's just from, like, rabbit hunting and stuff. This is what I had left over from, from dove season. Now knowing this, at some point, whenever I can get some shells, I'm buying two to three cases minimum, <laughs> minimum going into this year for 2022, like, without a doubt. Like, you got to have them, bro. you got to have them. Because, like, you're doing that, like, again, like, rabbit hunts, like, I feel like in a rabbit hunt, like, you're not shooting a whole bunch. Like, when you, you get, like, a very sh- limited opportunity, like, you just got to make it happen. So, like, again, like, each of the rabbit hunts, I don't think I've shot more than, like, eight times total. But, like, on that that hunt, the snipe hunt, you're shooting a – I mean, if it's a good hunt, you're shooting a ton. And and even if you're trying – even, like, you, I don't know many guys that, you know, shoot really high odds or, like, oh, they only shoot, like, ten times to kill eight birds. Like, that's pretty tough. But, I mean – it's 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 a lot of shooting. It's kind of like a dove hunt too. I mean, and I feel like on some dove hunts, like a dove hunt's way easier, especially like when those birds are coming. You can see them from a distance. I feel like you can kind of get get ready. Those snipe dude, they come up there and it's like trying to shoot a little fighter jet. This is coming up, just freaking, just maneuvering, out maneuvering everything happening. It is I'm saying crazy. they were the most hybrid bird I've ever seen in my life. Well, so a lot of people talk about teal like that. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people talk about teal Absolutely. like the erratic motion. And that's what I've again, never hunted teal, but hunting the snipe, I'm like, that's kind of the vibe I was getting. They're coming up there, like they weren't just like flying, like kind of like fading away. They're like freaking ducking no, no. and diving and yeah. crap, and which which now it makes sense, I guess, like kind of where they live at and like whatever like predators probably try to get on them. Um, that they've got to have that like evasive maneuvers, like they got they can't just like fly straight away and crap like that. So, anyway, that was it was pretty interesting. Yeah. So. It was a good time. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was a really good time. Absolutely. Can't thank you enough for inviting us down. Yeah, man. dude. No, you. Old sides guidance service, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, was top notch operation, my man. We had we had the biscuits, bro. Mm-hmm. D- we were deer steaks. Char- charged about two grand. Yeah, I was going to say $2,500. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <dude. That's laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. Dude, listen, I know $2,500 got three birds, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great, great value. Beautiful, beautiful Alabama black belt. Yeah, mm-hmm. great value. Perfect. Yep. No, dude, it, it was out on the prairie. <coughs> that, that was super awesome. But then just like it gave me got me even more fired up because <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, you got waterfowl you can hunt down here in Alabama, which is kind of hit or miss depending on where you're at. We got woodcock, which you got plenty of if you're willing to again get in the areas that you know have the great habitat. We got snipe in limited area, you know, in areas that you know you have, you know, like y'all's farm has that kind of access. Um, I'm like, and of course, you know, trying to get on the, the lonesome quail every now and then. I'm like, we got a lot of cool freaking birds to be able to hunt, dude. Absolutely. A lot of birds. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Yes, sir. So. And what I love, I mean, this is like, I'm big on traditions. I mean, this this is just a good segue into turkey hunting. I mean, it's just a good opening, you know. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's like the camaraderie, too. That was what's fun. Exactly. We're, we're walking around just cutting up, dude, having fun. It was what one of the most fun hunts of my year. No, but, no I mean, doubt. for sure. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It's just like, it, it was a. It's a blast, and then also just like a great group of guys they go hang out with, and it's like, man, you're just walking around, like you know, checking the stuff out. Like you're showing us the farm, and everything. It's a cool area, mm-hmm. and it's like totally different. Like, dude, if you would put me down there, like, oh, Jake, you got to do around this, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know what to do, dude. Like, this is like, why? There ain't no pine thing down there, dude. Uh-uh. It's like you took us that one place down there by the river or a creek, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, this is like crazy, bro. I'm like. It's like hunting like Not a match. Not sure what to do with hunting this. like a matchbox, mm-hmm. dude. It's like crazy. Like when you were showed us like where you shot that deer at, I'm like, no way, no mm-hmm. way. Um, You're like, yeah, they'll just lay out in here. I'm like, this is where they do. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. different though. It's the old prairie it's for you. We'd be, we'd be crawling through those. Uh, what would you call it? Flying dragon, mm-hmm. uh, trifoliate, orange. Dude, yeah, if anybody <laughs> knows what truly that is, um, please give us some information. <laughs> yeah, it's just a like freaking like the biggest thorns. 
other than like black locust, but even like compared with some black. And man, locusts. when it scratches you, oh, it you feel weird. Well. I mean, it, it's got like some kind of toxin <laughs> or something mm-hmm. on it. Oh, I didn't, I didn't have any. Dude, man, me. it just—I mean, just lightly scratched all the way up my arm, and my whole arm just felt like weird and tingly. Like my head felt weird. I mean, it was. Have it, dude, I. I don't know. I haven't experienced something like that before. Yeah, and I've only seen it in the I mean, black if it, like, belt. punctured you, it'd mess you up. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had it <laughs> yeah, plenty yeah. of you times. Don't, you don't want to fall into one of those. No. Imagine if no. you climb up a tree or whatever, fell a couple of feet, like, like <laughs> two or three Dude, feet that, up a tree, I mean, and you fell back into that stuff. That'd mess you up, for real. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you'd be, it'd be a hospital trip, I'm talking sure. about these things are two inches long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thorns, literally. And you cannot mm-hmm. kill them for anything. Yeah, because y'all been running fires and stuff down there, and, like, I one spot you showed, it's like, oh, that one's dead, but still standing. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, fire will do a pretty good job to it but it the skeleton of it still just stays for i mean two or three years and you know trying to run a bush hog through it you almost have to back into it you know because it tears up the tires i mean it is it is a menace and i guess thank you japan whenever they brought it over i guess back in the plantation days but good lord man that is that's something something wicked and and you got it infested bad enough down there where you can't burn it without killing Mm -hmm. your oaks exactly yeah, because exactly. you can't get can't get it hot enough. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. That sucks. Because like seeing that one that you're like, oh, that one's dead. Because I think Jacob Walker was asking about it. It's, you can tell it's scorched. It's all mm-hmm. brown. I'm like, it's still standing there. It's still hard. It's still like, kind of like shading. Probably will be for ten years. Yeah. It's, it's like it's a hard <laughs> skeleton of like mm-hmm. freaking this giant thorn thicket that's you know six eight feet tall, um, <laughs> which is yeah, this is crazy. But okay, question: Do we want to talk about NWTF? Oh yeah. Oh lord. Yeah, uh-huh. we'll, we'll hit it up. Come on. All right, so listen, we 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 got so that, you know that's that's the old the snipe series there, which uh, definitely changed my life. I'm like, this is they got a lot of fun hunting here. Uh, oh, you showed the photo of the trifle. Yeah, I was just showing Michael the photo of the yeah. well, Fawnsdale, that piece of property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Black Belt. They got yeah. it. Yep. They got yeah. it. That stuff. That's the first time I ever saw it, man. Yeah, just... that's, hey, that that ain't no like. Uh, Chinese privet, or you you know push, no. you can push through a Chinese privet thing. You ain't pushing through that. No, dude. man, I've I've tried. I mean, I'll Even if like, a turkey's gobbling on the other side, it's it's hard. <laughs> All right, so, so listen, we we gotta tell some stories before we get into NWTF and talk about this convention and everything. Hey, that by the way, those sniper delicious. Oh, oh, fun. Yeah. Let's talk about it real quick. Okay, Jacob's cooking skills. Number one, number two, the bird itself, <laughs> he did good. fantastic. He did good. Like it's like how how would y'all describe the flavor? Man, it is a in between a dove, duck, and quail. I mean, I, I mean, it is hard yeah. to describe. Yeah, like, very like the way we cooked it, which just to explain to people like a pretty freaking hot skillet, uh, a cast iron skillet, a little bit of butter in there, and then seasoned it. Uh, the favorite way I think we did it was that Koneka seasoning. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then garlic. I had garlic powder over the top of it on both sides, and just seared it. It was like probably like a, a yeah medium me, rare, maybe forty five seconds to a minute on one side, mm-hmm. and then like probably thirty seconds the other side, and that's it. And just pulling off, pulling off the the breast, yeah. breast it out. Yeah, breast it. Yeah, breast it out, and. Um, let them sit, rest for a second, and eat, it. and they're like tender. Just oh, I mean, very rare. Like in, in the in the flavor is like, it was not what I was expecting. Like I've had dub before, and I've had mm. dub with pretty strong flavor. Yeah. I know Michael. I think you said you had one that tasted a little yeah, off for you. I had three. The last one was a little bit off. Yeah, really. Which it, which I, there could have been a couple factors. And I'll tell you what one factor. Okay, just like it, talk about the. It one almost kind of tasted a little bloody. Yeah, and I think that that real real. Gamey taste is what I tasted. Yeah, because they could have. There was a couple that were more bloodshot, just for however they were killed, yeah. or whatever. That's probably so they had they had more damage to mm-hmm. them, and that probably was one of those. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it was one of those things. Like most major, all the ones I had, I probably had eight. I don't know, had a bunch of them. They're like the first thing is like the tenderness, like biting into it, and you're like, 
This is way tender. Just, I mean, just, but this is oh, a quick yeah. sear. I'm sure if you cook it all the way, if you, you cooked it well done, it'd be freaking tough as hell. But super tender, but like the like fairly mild flavor. Like I've had dove that tasted way stronger, like cooked the same oh, way absolutely. and way yep. stronger flavor than that snipe. So I mean, I was thoroughly impressed. Which is crazy. I mean, they're eating worms mm-hmm. on a daily basis. From my understanding, that is their main food source. But I mean, I'm, I'm unbelievable. By far, other than a turkey, my favorite. By far, my favorite uh, game bird. Well, and it's also it's slightly bigger. When I was looking at the breast, they're like a big dove. It's like mm-hmm. like I've killed a couple like those. Like you get like a uh, European. What's the ring dove? Yeah, yeah. Like I've killed one of those. You know, big breast. <laughs> but like a morning dove's got a small, quite a mm-hmm. bit smaller breast than these uh, snipe deer. So like you're getting a decent amount of meat coming off them for sure. Like without a doubt, they're pretty. I mean, they're easy to clean. But it's like the flavor profile. The tenderness, I'm like, this is a home run. Like, it, it's too good to freaking use pop, do poppers mm-hmm. with. Like, no you can't, doubt, no like, doubt. It would be like against humanity to do du- to do poppers, you know, jalapeno poppers, with that with that snipe. Like, yeah. no way. So I'm like, you know, you do that with your dove, dove's fine. You know, hey, you, you do you. But like, God, that that snipe, I was, I didn't know what to expect. Thoroughly impressed. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Thoroughly impressed. That was like Jacob Walker. You know, he did some bacon wrap, mm-hmm. like the whole breast, like breastplate and all. And he was talking about like how good it was too. Mm-hmm. Getting quick sear like that. Yeah. Mm. Home run. So, but kind of segue a little bit, you know, get out of this whole, you know, eating thing. We get up to <laughs> NWTF. So listen, going to NWTF, National <laughs> Wild Turkey Federation Convention, Nashville, Tennessee, 2022. Oh, Michael Pike. You know, we had a booth there. We had a booth in the old media section right when you walked in. I mean, primo of the primo spot, okay? Right when you walked in. Big that, thanks to NWTF for that. Absolutely. Our boy Pete Muller over at NWTF and the marketing team. Absolutely fantastic. Great to work with. And um, it was, it, you know, I had old Michael Pike coming up, and I was like, because you know, I was going to go solo because Andrew couldn't get up there until Friday. And, it's, you know, I was going to get there like Tuesday night, Wednesday. And the show, you know, is open Thursday through Saturday. And Michael, I think you were like, yeah, dude, I'll come on. Come on up. And I was like, okay, cool. And you've never turkey hunted, right? No. So, <laughs> you know, you, I guess you didn't really know what to expect. Have you ever been to that show? No. So, okay, you never been to that show, which is a it's a great show. Like, it's a consumer show. It's a great show. I feel like it's a consumer to go to. Um, but we get up there, and I was kind of interested. I'm like, I wonder how this is going to be, like, you know, Michael Pike being up here. You know, because we're trying to do some podcasts. That's the whole point of us going up there, interviewing people and kind of networking and talking to some people that we haven't seen in a while. And... uh it, it was uh, Michael. What was your thought? Like, what was your take? Like, what was your like assumption going into it? Again, as a non-turkey hunter, to kind of where you're at right now. Um, like comparing it to different shows. No, or? no, no. Well, not just that, but I'm saying like, you've never turkey hunted. You didn't even really know about the turkey hunting culture, which there's a big culture with it. Which I know Kyle's going to yeah, talk which, about in a second. Bro. Yeah. Well, I know all. <laughs> no, I know all about the culture just from Facebook. Culture. Nah. <laughs> these jokers. These uh-huh. jokers. Nah. That ain't the real culture, these, bro. Look these, at this, Kyle. He's doing his dirty. These, <laughs> these these jokers are all about some turkey. Like, mm-hmm. let me tell you, if you're a turkey hunter, you are hardcore turkey hunter. There's no little bit of turkey hunter in you. It is like completely all different. You'll get there. You'll get completely there. Completely different spectrum. <laughs> You'll get there. So that's what I've always heard. So I was like, well, I'm just going to give it a try. Someone so, goes, who can gobble for us? I can't. Andrew, you get a gobble? Kyle, you to go right now. Oh my! I mean, I can try, but go. Let's try for. I'll, I'll try. Oh, oh. oh. No. Ooh, that little roll, baby. Oh, so. As Jacob says, I'm I'm dehydrated. Ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah Coors Light will do it too. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, that was pretty. That, yeah. Mm, mm. All right. So, so Mike, we get there. 
Well, again, what was your thoughts going into it? Like, oh, this is going to be dumb. Like, oh, I'm just going to spend time up here just to waste around. Going into it, I was like, man. I was like, Jacob put me in uh, over here, like, carrying in 100 pounds worth of podcasting <laughs> gear. And he says he, he's got this little satchel, a little man purse that goes goes across. And, uh, a little backpack. Yeah. It's full of zebra cake rolls and mountain dudes. <laughs> He's like, hey, was it not? He's like, I'm always going to really <laughs> hey, Everyone thinks he's joking. I, yeah. I got there. I got there. I'm looking for my headset. I open that joker. I'm talking about there's like seven Mountain Dews, zebra cake rolls, freaking peanut butter crack. I didn't like, even see that. This thing is yeah, to the That's brim. what I'm saying. If you need yeah. some snacks, bro, I got Man, you, dude. Man, I should have. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, oh, man, it's like little, little Debbie was sponsored the in the brown. freaking booth. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. But, yeah, so <laughs> keep going, Mike. Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, anyways, we, we get in there, and we set up, and um, it was we, – we walked around, and, I mean, it was it was really cool. There's a lot of, lot of different people there, um, a lot of females, like um, – <laughs> I mean, there was. Yeah, there were a lot, more, a lot more females than like ATA or or like deer hunting. And well, so, you, you didn't go to ATA that first year we went before yeah. they basically mm. banned all the banned all the, the huntresses. No, well, uh, made well, it a lot harder to go. Yeah, they made it more expensive to go. Yeah, but that first year we went, man. Anyway, it was interesting. Anyways, yeah. Well, I just I was just surprised, you know, that there were that many, I guess, women involved in it. There's um, not. I'm real. Never mind. Oh. Wait, hey, we, hey, listen, Kyle, Kyle, we do have some women listen to the podcast. No, there is. I yeah, mean, there I, are some phenomenal women turkey hunters. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, like the first probably, I don't know, five, I'd say maybe 50% of the first, you know, 10 people. So, like, five out of 10 people. <laughs> that was a complicated That was a long, that was a long, long-winded way to say that. I was trying, hey, 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 I was hey, trying hey, to hey, do the math. Hold, hold on a second, hold on a second. Mike. Drink you another. <laughs> Drink you another. So anyways, um, <laughs> you know, they're all women. I was like, holy cow. I was like, you know, here I am at the, you know, turkey convention and you know, all I've seen is, you know, in all ages too. I'm, I'm not talking about like, you know, young females. I'm talking about like the first few I saw were probably in their 50s, I would say. So that was my first, you know, my first thought. I was like, wow. I was like, this is, you know, different, you know, seen all these women here you know for the turkey thing and so uh we get in there and and go walking around and um there was a i mean that place was packed like there was a lot of booths there um i was actually more impressed with with that whole you know thing versus like you know the the world deer expo like i feel like the world deer expo all it is is a whole bunch of people selling like jars of jelly and you know out of <laughs> out of country hunts you know like safari hunts like that's almost all like the deer expo you know, these days. Dang deer feed I, 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 yeah deer feed guys. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no hey yeah it's, i agree it, on the on the deer expo well hey mm-hmm. you know everybody knows alabama is a hot spot for people that want to go you know to africa and everybody else to go hunt so i guess yeah <clears throat> and yeah there, I was always, enough, there was enough sarcasm in my voice with that but anyways <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah I, you know there's a, a lot of different different stuff there so that was really interesting um day one though when we got there you know it was wednesday we, we got like into the show yeah and i kind of forgot like i thought for whatever reason it was gonna open like wednesday evening or afternoon for the expo for the public and we get there people are like i mean full-on 
building booths. I'm talking guys out there with saws. This, I mean, circular mm-hmm. saws. I mean, cutting to build out booths, uh, like some of like the more elaborate, like kind of woodwork and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not coming in today. And I looked at the thing, and I talked <laughs> to Pete, Pete Muller, and he's like, oh, he's like, no, no, the first day of the show is uh, Thursday. I'm like, okay, cool. So we just start walking around talking to people, people that we knew at the show, and uh, seeing some of the booths. But we had a podcast that night, which that was with uh, Mike Butler with uh, Tennessee Wildlife Federation. Great, it was a great episode. And, uh, Mike was on there. Our bu- uh, buddy uh, Nick Adair from the Gun Dog Yourself podcast came up to do it too because he knows Mike and uh, made for a great conversation. It, it was really interesting. But that was kind of like that first taste of the show with the booth because the, the booth space at first wasn't the biggest fan because I'm like, man, it's going to be so loud in here. Then we get the new recorder where we can kind of like, we can do some stuff with it, which is pretty sweet by like marking some like those loud noises. I like, it's not too bad. But at the end of the show, I told Pete, I'm like, dude, I, I like that booth space. What, what was, <laughs> what was really, really funny yeah. about that whole thing is, you know, we've got the little, you know, sound barrier around us. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, it's like a glass booth. And, um, and we're in there and you know, it's, it's all good. Like we're going to tell on this podcast and we get towards the end. It's going great. And, and then, then, and then all of a sudden, like we hear this noise, it sounds like this right here. <laughs> So I, I look up yeah. and and we've got like one of these vents like right above us because Jacob looked at me and I said I, I looked up I couldn't tell what the sound was coming from I, I was like this is I weird. looked up and you know I looked around and so I didn't see anything like because earlier there was a guy on a gator driving it around yeah and that was making some noise I didn't see him so I looked up and it was a, a vent right above us you know so I thought it was the AC and, and, and I look on. at Mike and Mike's like point up at the vent I'm like that's kind of weird because I took my so, headset off a little bit just like now and I'm like. I could hear it. I'm like, that's so, kind of weird. So what it was. Later, know, later, <laughs> it keeps getting louder. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like so, right behind me, dude. So like 50 yards from us is when I first saw the guy. So he's got one of these big old, you know, commercial vacuum cleaners. I mean, like with a bag like that's, <laughs> you know, it's like a 50-gallon bag. Like, I mean, it's a big is, is bag. It, is it riding or is he pushing it? He's 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 pushing it but i think it's kind of almost like self-propelled like almost like, like yeah walk behind yeah <clears throat> okay so anyways it's it, it's got you know one of these big old blower bags you know and so um i see him he's working his way towards us and i see him zigzagging back and forth he gets right up on us i mean he's like right on the other side of the barrier <laughs> he sees us and he looks at us several times, and like he can like, see what that are they doing? he can Bro. see that he can see that we're we're recording this podcast, and he's like, <laughs> finally, I, I I turn around and there's a a guy coming up, and he he's looking like he's checking things out, and. All I hear in my headset at that time is the guy saying, stop, stop. I can hear it in my headset. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, stop, stop, well, stop. He's like trying to tell the dude to stop with the freaking, with the vacuum cleaner, bro. Well, yeah. Well, I look at the guy with the Pete? vacuum. Yeah. Do what? Was that Pete? No, no, I, no, I can't, no. I can't no, see. It's behind no, me. No, All listen, I hear is the he, guy he's screaming, a, stop. He's, a, he's an older guy. Uh, so I look over there. You know, I've been looking at the guy with the vacuum cleaner. And like, on the desk there. And the guy's you know, just looking just at him been, like, hey, man, you got a headset on a microphone? No, it's all good. I've just been... You know, making eye contact, not in a mean way, but like, hey, like, you know, kind of like, do you see us over here? Or, or Should have been like this, like, bro. Like, people can't, it's an audio show, yeah, but well, like, tapping the headset, looking at the mic, like, what's going on, yeah, son? Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't want to be because he's just doing his job. So, anyways, so, <laughs> finally the old guy comes by. And, like, I turn around, I look at him, and he goes back around the little thing. And I, that, Mike, Mike that, gave him the desk there. He's like, dude, get this guy No, I'm like, I look at the guy, and he, I'm like, surely you know what's going on here. And then he, he did. He, he walked around and, and – I mean, he's uh, screaming. I, all I hear in my headset, I, like, that, the guy walks in. He's like, stop, stop, 
stop. And, like, he kept saying something, like, they're recording or something like that in, like, it's audio because it's, like, media is the media section, blah, blah, blah. And uh, thank God the guy stopped. I was, like, okay, that was better. But, like, literally, I don't know if the audio came off. I mean, I'm sure when you mixed it and everything, it probably didn't come through. But Because I, I, I listened to I, I never heard it. I listened to the whole thing. But at a certain point in the episode, that guy screaming, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I could just hear it in the headsets. I was, like, yeah. man. So, yeah, that was the intro <laughs> to NWTF. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, it got great, dude. It was, uh, like Mike said, you know, day one. There, I, I was very surprised the turnout just for day one Thursday. I mean, it's Thursday, middle of the week. And, um, I mean, right at opener, dude, right at opening, people came through. And, listen, I, I'm going to put this out there right now. Whoever, if you're listening to this podcast now and you came by oh Thursday gosh. morning, you're a redheaded dude, you had your wife and your kids, and you asked about stickers. Dude, I felt so bad because you want stickers for you and your kids and everything. We didn't have the stickers. <laughs> Message us, Jacob, and I'll send you some stickers. The bro. Stickers, man. Like I, it, it was, it was bad. He I, blamed I, it on you. I know. Andrew, Andrew, he I broke down. down. He was and, supposed and, to bring. Andrew him. was supposed to bring the stickers. He didn't bring them. <laughs> yeah. uh, classic, uh, classic uh, Andrew. Uh, classic <laughs> Andrew. Oh my! I mean, God. notorious <laughs> Andrew. He don't bring them. Okay. So I had one job, and that was it. Jack, I had the recording. I told Jacob to bring. It. I was like, "Hey, man, make sure you bring the stickers and a couple hats. We're gonna give a couple hats to some people." And uh, I was like leaving to go up there, and it, we we're talking on the phone. He's like, "By the way, <laughs> yeah. I forgot the stickers I and know the your hats. Truck is broke down, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot that too." <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, dude, if, if you were that guy that came by like at literally nine o'clock at opener. Shoot us a message. I'll send you some stuff out because I feel terrible. Like, for real. I felt terrible. Because, yeah. like, he came and said, dude, I just want to come by. I just want to get some stickers. Love you guys. I'm like, oh, it, man. It, okay. It look, it hurt. Look, we need to, we need to like, put something at the beginning of an episode in case he doesn't listen this far in, you know. We should have, we should have, we should have done that shout out at the beginning. Oh, well, maybe we could record something. But getting back to this real quick. Day one was a blast. Recorded, I think we recorded two episodes that day, maybe. We recorded one that day and. Uh, or, no, it's you're talking about on Thursday or yeah, Wednesday? Th- Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I think we recorded Billy Argus. Two. Yeah, which is going to be a great, a which one. is going to be yeah. a good one. So B- Billy Argus was a great episode because that was one that Mike, you, I literally haven't talked that little on a podcast. I think ever. Yeah. I mean, it was. Like, I did the intro. I think I asked one question, one statement in the middle of the episode, and then I did the closer, and that was it. Yeah. Well, like I got that. a lot of questions, and then I thought of way more after the. You know. Well, we get more guys to interview it, with, so don't yeah. worry. It, 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 it's going to be good. Um. But it, it was a great episode, especially for like a newer turkey hunter, because you asked all the questions, and it was the, you asked some good questions. I was thinking, I was like, man, like there's a lot of stuff that like even like I'm not even not, I'm not a great I'm not a good turkey I'm not even a good turkey I'm a terrible turkey hunter. But like I knew some things that you were asking, and I'm like it was good to hear you say it and get Billy's take on it because I think I told Billy I was I was coaching Billy on the way over. I was like, listen, I was like Michael Pike, one of our good buddies, he's gonna be co-hosting with us. He's like never turkey hunter. Like he's big time deer hunter, has never turkey. I'm talking green as green can be, other than like a non hunter. He's got the woodsmanship skills, but it's like he's going to ask some questions. He's going to like ask a lot of questions on the show, so just be prepared. Like, don't be taken back if he says something. And and one thing that ran through my head, my head, which you <laughs> asked about, and I was like, I'm like, I'm not even tell Bill about it. He probably didn't ask that question, which I'll say in just a second. And uh, I'm like, you know, he's going to ask some questions. So just you know, whatever he says, just again, green. Like this guy's super green. He's like, okay, great, no problem. We sat down and dip. And Michael asked the one question. Which is, all right, what senses do we have to worry about with turkey? You know, the sight and hearing, or do we have well, to worry about smell? And, and so, Billy, <laughs> and like, you said it, and I was like, I'm like, I'm, I was fine with it. But Billy, I saw Billy, he was like, no, it's just the sight and smell, which is, which is good. It's a, dec- it's a decent question for people well, that don't if know. If you don't know. If you don't know, absolutely. And, I mean, I didn't, you know, 100%, like, yeah. I didn't think so, mm-hmm. but I just want to make sure because one thing I did not know mm-hmm. is turkey had that good of hearing. 
Yep. Like, cause I mean, you don't see like I ears. mean, with deer, you have these big freaking ears. Turkey don't have big ears. They, they don't, don't have, have an ears. external ear. They have an ear canal. Yeah. It's just a hole right inside of their head. So aiming at. So my thought <laughs> yeah. is like, I mean, he was talking about, you know, these things here and from how far? Like. What was he, 600 he, he, yards he, he, at he, one he, time when yeah, he was He said one about? situation where it was open. He said it was like 600 yards that were calling to a bird. 600 yards is a long ways. I don't care what you are. That is a long way. It is. Especially oh, if you yow, ain't even yow, got no earlobe. Yow, yow. Hit him with that yow, yow. Son. Hit him with that yow, yow. <laughs> Shoot him in the beak, break his feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we had uh, Travis Sumner, which – That was Travis. A good, listen, we can't talk – there's some stuff we can't talk about, some of that stuff okay. on the episode, like okay. what he said after the fact. Yeah. But, yeah. It was Travis Sumner from uh, NWTF. He's like the Habitat. When the ha- what did he say after the fact? You already know. You know. Can you tell me after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'll messaged you me in the text message. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Anyways, but uh, but yeah, it was um, – he was super interesting. And that episode just came out like on Wednesday. So this episode comes out Friday. Uh, his episode just came out Wednesday. So you can already listen to it. It's a great episode. Um, kind of like his background stuff, working with the uh, South Carolina DNR and everything else kind of coming up. But – Again, uh, he was super, super cool. And, you know, he was impressed. Like, you know, you were there at the show, never turkey hunted. He was fascinated with you because I think, like, a lot of us take, like, turkey hunters for granted. For granted. Like, oh, everybody turkey hunts. And it's like there's people like you and other guys that, like, just yeah. never have done it. Almost and, 40 like, years old, never turkey hunted. Yeah, and it's like some of these guys, like, Travis was like, real, Like, dude, at first he thought we were – I think he thought we were lying that, like, Mike had never turkey hunted before. Like, yeah. never killed a turkey, never even picked up a shotgun to go turkey hunt. And he's like, really? I'm like, yes. Like, seriously. in the South. I mean, especially Absolutely. in Alabama. Well, I will say my buddy, Gra- uh, Brad Griffin, he took me to his... Oh, don't say that now. Let's just say you never gone, bro. It well, makes a better story. <laughs> well, but, I mean, yeah, it, it was just one morning, and... Um, Here we, we snipe hunting. We saw some hens, <laughs> um, but that was that Is was your it. cousin? Brad? No. <laughs> I'd tell you if he was. Y'all went one morning? That was it? Yeah, that was it. Well, huh. but dude, I mean, it's tough, so. man. I mean, if you've never been before, uh, my dad, I mean, we turkey hunted a little bit when, uh, when I was like a teenager and, uh, he went a couple times, he never killed a turkey. And then when he died, uh, he, he had never killed a turkey. I'd never killed a turkey. And then I didn't do it for a couple of years. And then I never had anybody that showed me how to turkey hunt. And yeah. so dude, getting into it, it was hard. Well, and that's been the biggest Real thing. Hard. Like I've thought about it, you know, a few times, but, um, for one, I have no clue. Like, y'all going to have to run me through, like, you know, as far as, like, shotgun and chokes. Like, that's just never been my bread and butter. One episode, like, for real, you, you need to listen to. And, Andrew, if you can look it up for us real quick. Fundamentals of Turkey Hunting with Shane Simpson from last year. Sure. We cover all that. Not, not saying, like, we're going to help you out with that, but I'm talking, like, for any of you guys listening that's, like, super green turkey and, like, doesn't really know anything that's interested in it, that's, that's the episode to listen to, like, for yeah. real. Uh, because we go over all those details and keep it really simple. For those guys that are like, or guys or girls that are really trying to learn, like, okay, what do I truly need to turkey hunt? And Shane did a fantastic job doing it. And it's actually, it was one of our most, it was like the most downloaded turkey episode we had last year was that episode with, with Shane. Again, Fundamentals Turkey Hunting, which episode was? Well, I'll, I'll talk while he's looking it up. Uh, speaking of Shane, like, I've watched um, quite, a f- quite a few of his videos in the past couple of days um, just because I started, you know, looking for, you know, like, are you – you know, supposed to say certain words or something, you know, like when you're trying to, you know, get these sounds out. Oh, like, okay. yeah. You know, like, you know, what what exactly am I supposed to be doing? Like, 
because when I put the turkey call in my mouth, I had it backwards, so it wasn't even it wasn't even making a noise. And I was like, "What's it?" But that shows. But it's bringing back to reality. Like again, we're oh, talking yeah. greenness. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember doing the same thing, dude. I got my first mouth call was in high school. I was a freshman in high school it, at Subiac Academy, boarding school up in Arkansas. And my grandmother, I told her I want to learn how to turkey hunt because I'd gone with my uncles growing up and like never had calls or anything. Just again, we deer hunted. I've talked about that on the episode many times. Deer hunting for turkeys, like just sat there in greenfields. Two twenty six. <laughs> Episode 226, title is Fundamentals of Turkey Hunting with Shane Simpson. You need to listen to episode 226. Yep. Um, but I didn't have any gear. And, like, I, I wanted, I told my grandmother for my birthday I wanted some turkey stuff. And she bought me, like, a Primo's, like, the cheapest vest they had, like, a leaf suit. Like, it was, like, a brown leaf suit, which, like, come to find out, scared away way more turkeys than anything. Because, like, you're hunting. I was in Arkansas, and they had, a, like, an April season. Everything's green. I'm wearing this, like, <laughs> a light color. Like, you should be wearing, like, in a freaking desert, like, super light color leafy suit, dude. And, like, it nothing blend in. Uh, ch- turkey choke, turkey shells, and a mouth call. And it was a couple, like, pre- early Primo's mouth calls. And I remember putting them in my mouth, walking around in class. And, dude, I took them to class a couple times. I don't know if y'all ever did this. Oh, yeah. After I learned, after I learned mm-hmm. how to make a noise on it, and I could like you could laugh. I'm, does anyone have a mouth call? I don't have a mouth call. If you yeah. laugh with one in the mouth and they call, it, it sounds ridiculous. Like you're like, like you gotta be careful not choking. But if you like, <laughs> it sounds like a real high pitch. Dude, I, I, we were we were in like physical science class freshman year, and I had it in my mouth. And uh, Can you do that laugh one more time for us. <laughs> like Michael Jackson, baby. Like, just try, try to laugh with it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> it sounds like you got a balloon stuck in your throat. Okay. Oh so listen. God. So listen. I'm... Okay. Easy. No, but listen. I'll be in. Don't I'll be, hurt yourself. Hey, hey, I'll be in class, and I would do that, and I would do like, I'd do like, or like something like that in class, and I'd just sit there, and then you could like do it in your mouth, and like you couldn't tell it was in your mouth. And like I throw it over to my side, and they like open your mouth. And I open my mouth. I'm like I got nothing in my mouth. What the hell are you talking oh about? Like, it was, I did. I got. In tr- I got in a lot of trouble freshman year with a mouth call my mouth, but uh, but that was my introduction. And like I was trying to have to look on. Like I think you. There were some YouTube videos. There was YouTube videos on it. I think at the early time. Scott Ellis videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like he I was, put he put yeah. something up like way back. Like, and I, Shane I Simpson had a yeah. Had Shane, one a long Shane's time the one that too. yeah. Well, Shane's the one that I went and I mean he he had one on the like basically the mechanics. You know, like, mm-hmm. which is how I found out that I had it in backwards, backwards. and yeah. upside down. Um, <laughs> so, that's <laughs> awesome. That's well, awesome. Once I got that right, I was on the board. It was all even run, I was all good. <laughs> it was money, baby. But like, but that's like, again, I was that green, too. I was like trying to figure out how to run a mouth call. And I remember walking. Like, I would, I would run it all day. I had it in my mouth all day long. I mean, I wore out the latex before season came in because I was just trying to make noise on it. And, like, I just remember, like, Trying to like, trying to clock on it. Anyway, it sounded, it sounded terrible. It's like, chuck, chuck, chuck. I don't have a mouth on my mouth, but it's like, chuck. And it's, anyways, I was like, oh, I can learn how to cluck. Cause I was, it, the, the calls came with like an old Primo's like DVD. They had a little DVD player in my room. Mm-hmm. I watch it and it was like, it was like, um, <laughs> Will Primo's. And he's like, it's like, do the sound when you're trying to do cluck. But anyways, I was, it sounded, the way I was doing it, it just sounded terrible. But I was walking around class in the hall, like, chuck. <laughs> just trying to like learn, like just not how to learn how to try to cluck before I could even yelp or anything like that. And then like that first year, I went, I freaking shot, a, I shot a. Uh, the only thing I could call in was a freaking coyote because I could squeal on it. And I had this coyote howling, dude. I sat there with a brush, but I took one of my buddies who'd never been hunting period in his entire life. He went hunting with me. I was like, let's go kill a turkey. So all right, cool. So oh man, this is. 
Oh, hold on a second. That's a Subi story. Listen, Subi story segment real quick. Real quick. Oh, no, we ain't got time for it. No, just, it, it no, it's just a story. This is it. So we went out there turkey hunting. This guy was green, dude. Like, I'm the, he was like, he played on the basketball team and like did track and stuff. I'm talking green, green. Like, they'd never been in the woods other than like camping, dude. And uh, we were out there and like, dude, we were walking around trying to call turkey. Dude, never called turkey up. And then on the property, because he had like 2,500 acres of school owned. And we get to a spot and it's starting getting later in the evening. It's coyotes start howling. I'm like, dude, let's go kill a coyote. I'm shooting some like Winchester Supreme, like three and a half inch shells in my freaking uh, 870, uh, shooting like number sixes or something or number fives. We went up to this brush pile and this coyote came out like atop of the, 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 the kind of pasture in front of us, like 80 yards away. And I got on that, that call and I, like, I knew I could squeal on it. With, and you could probably do this too. It's like, it sounds like a dying rabbit. Like, like you just push your tongue <laughs> real high up against it and, pr- and this blow. And I was doing that squealing, and this Bob, I mean, this uh, kite ran right in, and I freaking shot him like 20 yards. And my buddy was standing behind me, and dude, he's freaking out, bro. This Bob, I mean, this uh, kite's like probably 50 yards away coming towards us. He's like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Because, I mean, he's coming right to me. And dude, I'm shaking, bro. I'm wearing that leaf suit, dude. The freaking, like, there's no, hey, there's no wind. And dude, my leg's shaking. It sees all this movement, and dude, it's coming in quick, dude. And dude it's I, like the little cottontail. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm adrenaline shaking. I'm just shaking, dude. And freaking get the gun up. And finally, he got to like, it was like 18, 15, 18 yards. And then he stopped and like turned broadside because he's like, what the heck is that? Sit on his brush pile. <laughs> freaking shot him. He's died. And my buddy was like freaking. He's like, yeah, man, that was the coolest thing ever. And I think that's the last time he's ever been hunting. <laughs> but, anyways, but yeah. So that's, that's funny. A little Subi segment. But uh, yeah. So again, like, but just like the greenness, it's kind of cool to like kind of think back like when I was like at that point for me, it's like kind of like where you're at now. It's like this, it's just. It's cool because there's so much stuff you can learn to kind of apply and like try to be effective. Because again, some people think like turkey hunting is like super easy. Like they like you hear some guys maybe like out in like the west, like hunting like Merriam's or Rios, and it's like, oh man, this is easy. I put my ground blind up and do all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, Easterns are a totally different game. Like I know guys that hunt Easterns like that, like on food plots with you know blinds and just do a little bit of calling. They're successful, like unpressured birds. But if you're hunting public land birds or any place that's got pressure on them. Dude, they're freaking hard to get in. Like, be honest. It like, could even be serious. like TV shows and stuff, man. Like, you watch, you get kind of the wrong idea of what it's like. Like, as much as I like a lot of what, uh, like, the meat eater hunts and stuff, this latest turkey hunt they put on there, I got to say that I don't think they did a great job of, like, displaying what turkey hunting is like. You know, it, it opens up, man, bam, he kills a turkey, which happens sometimes. But then those next couple hunts, man, it was kind of the same stuff. You know, they're like, and then these freaking turkeys come walking in and they shoot one. I'm like, man, that's a... It's a lot more grind than that in a lot of cases. He he, do, he explains it in the episode. He does a pretty good job of explaining it. But there's just a, there's a lot going on, man, where you're listening to him. You're trying to figure out where he's at, where he wants to go, what you should say to him as far as like what your calling should be. And this is one thing I was talking to Michael about. Michael was sending me videos of him calling. You're pretty freaking good mm-hmm. for someone who absolutely who put a mouth call in his mouth like five days, five like three days, days, no, three days ago, yeah. like for real. I mean, you could you could go out and kill a turkey with like the sounds you can make with that, no doubt. And I was telling Michael, uh, you know, the better you get on that mouth call, the more you can do, the more versatile you can be, and you can do those those little you know soft sounds. Like you can you can yelp. go out. Well, you could do yeah. You learn how to do a Jake Yelp. That that works good around here for me. Uh, but, I mean, you learn how to do, like, the clucks and whines and purrs and this and that and, like, the soft stuff, man. That'll kill as many turkeys, if not more, than the loud stuff. Mm. And so you become, like, a more versatile turkey hunter. Uh, so, I don't know. that. I, I'm excited that you're getting into it because your deer hunting mind is just going to go bananas. Oh, dude. yeah. Yeah. It, it, and, and let me ask you this. What was your, pre, what was your thoughts 
of turkey hunting before you actually like went to the show and talked to people that were like real serious about it? I mean, what was like your assumption when it comes to like turkey hunting? From all of y'all, I mean, just or just in general, like, what was your? <laughs> that it was what a was lot your... harder than most people think. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I mean, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of people have success on public land unless they go to a certain WMA on the east side of Alabama. Come on, now. <laughs> Golly, dude. you just shot us all. I know. Tish uh, yeah. T- T- burned that one pretty good. <laughs> I came here to like nine turkeys in five days or something. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, I oh, mean yeah. that's about that's you know that's what I've learned so far. No, but but, but pre- previously, did you think it was like just like it was over exaggeration or like what? Was, I mean, what was your thought of like again turkey hunting before this year? Did you think it was I thought cold? all of y'all are crazy? Okay, mm-hmm. because, well, we are. We are. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 hey, we found out you crazy. Confirmed. Uh, yeah, like that's that's been my the, the biggest thing I've realized is like just I mean. Jeremy Freeman. Jeremy Freeman's got a countdown that's been going on for yeah, about you, a week now. Did you, and and you got, asked, like, what was that countdown? I knew. I was just messing with him. <sighs> we always talk about turkey hunting. He gives me a hard time, and I give him a hard time back. It's all, it's all I, I've always thought Michael would love turkey hunting because, like, the whole cat and mouse of deer yeah, hunting that it, plays yeah. out over six months, yes. you know, as you're chasing that deer, plays out in four hours, mm-hmm. five hours when you're chasing yeah. a turkey. And, you know, and it's all condensed, and it's like you and him – you hear him on the limb, and that whole morning you're just maneuvering. You're like, okay, I think he wants to go there. You try to get in front of him. You're listening to him. It's all audio, and it's like you're just on your feet thinking the whole time. Yeah. And so that's why I thought you'd like it because I feel like with you, the middle part of this stuff is like kind of what gets you going, especially with deer. See, my biggest thing is not knowing anything and working a different schedule than everybody else is like I, I've never had anybody to you know really – you know, show me the ropes because I work on the weekends and I'm off during the week. And so it's exactly opposite of everybody else. So like if, if once I get it figured out, Oh, I'm, I'll be good. Like, because you know, I'm more of like a, I mean, I enjoy hunting with people, but like when I get into the mindset of like wanting to kill an animal, like I would rather be alone Mm -hmm. and, and go after, you know, the animal. So once that, once we get there, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure I'll eat it up. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. Especially after getting a little burnout this year, like with the deer. Um, it'll be a nice I think break, it'll be a nice man. little break. Yeah, it, it will be. I mean, it's just it's just different. I mean, it's a it's like a different exercise, you know, for your brain Yeah, in a way. I mean, it's always it, a nice break. Yeah, it, it it's it's one of those things. I did, I, and I've been burnt so many times with freaking gobblers. I, I, I've missed so many birds. I'm like. I should be like the poster child of like, oh, like, like you talking about someone's missed turkeys. Just let me talk to you. Like, <laughs> I've missed so many birds. And it's like, it's just one of those things like, you got to like not only be able to have, you know, some skill set and some patience and everything, get the bird, you know, get the turkey come, you know, inside gun range, but also you have to keep your composure to execute the shot because you can do, you can be the best call in the world, but if you can't keep your stuff together for the shot opportunity, whether that, that turkey's at 18 yards or if he's at 40 yards. You know, it, there's a lot of stuff that can happen in between that shot that makes or breaks whether you're killing turkeys. And that's been my biggest issue is, you know, they get, you know, get an opportunity and I go to shoot them. And I just look over With. the top of the gun, bro. I'm just looking over the top of the shotgun. I just freaking put it right over the top of their head. I mean, most times. Oh, like, you, see, you see the whole – by the way, some people get really upset when you call a turkey a bird. Some people get really upset with that. I learned that last year. 
It's a bird. It is a bird. And that's, listen, that's the crazy but, thing, especially with the culture. But when you say, like, oh, that bird, like, you know, say I shot over the top of the bird, people, I know some guys are like, man, it's a turkey. It ain't just no bird. I'm like, well, it's a well, That's funny. I mean, like, I mean, I, I know, I know back guys. in the old days, especially in the black belt with mm-hmm. the culture of turkey hunting, this. Because they called it the bird, bird, you know what I mean? Yeah, but a they, Tom uh, Kelly type. Yeah, Tom Kelly kind of type. But then the, there was also in the kind of the same camp that would, they, they'd get on to you when they called it a bird. But I actually got in an argument with an old-timer one time, and uh, he was like, uh, it's not a bird. And, I mean, he, he was cussing mad. <laughs> and I was like, man, it's got, it literally has feathers. It flies. And if it die, if it flies, it, it dies. It's a bird. Well. <laughs> <laughs> tell you this story real quick uh most people know that i'm a nurse i was taking care of a patient one time and he told me he didn't have a heart and i said what do you mean you don't have a heart because he was supposed to go for um for a heart cath and um so anyways he he had a bypass one time and he believed that he did not have a heart because they did that bypass surgery what yeah that, he thought they just he thought they out? took it out Oh wow! He thought they, they he the thought heart. they completely bypassed it. They took it out and completely bypassed it. I'm like, no, sir. That's not how it works. No, that's not how it works. You still have <laughs> a heart. It is still beating right now. That's why you're mm. here with us today. <laughs> Dang, Mike. Some people you work with, and some of your yeah patients. Bless them. All right, we gotta get back to this NWTF thing. We're like way sidetracked in the heritage and the culture and everything else, and then all of us just missing turkeys. Me missing turkeys. So. Um, so we did that. Me and Mike uh, did that episode uh, Wednesday night with, um, and then well, Travis did. Uh, gosh, Mike Butler Wednesday night, Thursday, uh, Billy Yargis, which that's going to come out. I'm super excited for that episode, and then also Travis Sumner, all right, which already came out on Wednesday, and then Mike had to leave us, man. Had, had yeah, to, had yeah. to go back to work. Had to go on by, but you know we hung out, hung out, you know Thursday night, went over with Kyle, yeah. Yeah. Went, went, had dinner with everybody, and then went back mm-hmm. to their place and got some live music. I was pretty impressed. Oh yeah, that was some good there, improv there. I, yeah, I somebody like, somebody really starts out Shenandoah. <laughs> oh right, yeah, we yeah, doing yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh dude, I was like, I was like, man, I'm a little impressed with this stuff. I'm like, these guys mm-hmm. right here are pretty solid, dude. Yeah. Um, and then through Friday, old Mike just like, oh man, I can't. He's Thursday night. I said, man, I can't. I, I slept one hour last night. I'm like, how'd you sleep an hour last night, bro? Remember, you woke up. We woke up Friday morning. And yeah, dude, I slept an hour. I gotta sleep in, dude. I can't. You know, that's all I was hearing. No, that, that was no. the night you woke up and drank no. a Mountain Dew. I like, know the feeling. Like, no, 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 I know the no, no. I woke up when you did. Yeah. And you said, uh, or you said, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go. And I said, okay. Yeah. Well, it doesn't open up until what? Eleven. That day for the for the public, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to get there before that, and he's I I hit him up before I was going to come over there. And he said, "Oh man, don't worry about coming." He said, "It ain't it ain't really worth it." He said, "Just go go home and get you some sleep." <laughs> no, we talked. We said that at the hotel room. You're like, "Should I come this morning?" And just and then 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 leave and go home and just go straight to work, or should I sleep in or blah blah blah? Yeah, I said just sleep in. Dude. I wouldn't go over there he's for like, just an he's hour. Like, or two. If I were you, I would sleep in. And then go home and then sleep some more. Oh yeah, because this is mm-hmm. this is when Kyle stepped up to the plate, baby. Mm-hmm. Listen, y'all can hear, hear Kyle's voice. Dang cameraman, cameraman podcast came came to co-hosting, bro. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you so. Oh wait, we never talked about that. Your background's kind of you know filming hunting shows, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you go from behind the camera to now you're you're like the you're like the face of the show, man. Mm-hmm. Get y'all Kyle sides on here, but bless, uh, bless your heart. 
<laughs> don't bless my heart bless the listeners heart listen to i'm fine with it dude um no but dude yeah shane simpson and uh old uh, jonathan bone Catman outdoors uh old Catman. that was a good one dude that was fun that was super fun then um so yeah we're kind of foreshadowing all these episodes that we got coming out this year mm-hmm. um and then yeah did that and then let's see were you on another one with me that day because you had you had a couple things you had to get done because I had, uh, I think Tyler Malone, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler co-hosted a couple shows too, and uh, we had uh, Mark uh, Hatfield on, uh, who's one of the one of the other uh, biologists for NWTF, on the head biologist, and uh, that was it was another really good episode, and Tyler was on there, and it was hilarious. Because at first Tyler was like, he sh- he brought a sandwich in. I did. I, listen, I'll tell Tyler this right now. He brought food in there for the podcast. He was running late. He's like, hey, man, we're going to start at 2 o'clock. He's like, okay. He got there like 2.15 while we were talking. 2.10, 2.15. He had a sandwich in one hand, chips in the other hand, and a drink. And he's trying to, like, eat something. He's like, oh, I just can't eat. I'm just going to put it under the chair and just freaking wait time for the podcast. So after after you left, that's when I got there. And I got there that afternoon. Uh, I don't think we actually did one that afternoon. The And then the next morning we did one with uh, – with Devin Duncan, we did one on uh, uh, like basically hill country stuff. Um, that one ended up actually being really good. Devin's always really good to have on. He's he's been turkey hunting since he was like five years old. Talking about going out there with his dad, you know, talk, talked a lot of practical like turkey hunting wisdom. Just like a lot of a lot of good tips in there on that one. Um, and then we ended up talking to turkeys for tomorrow, and that that's actually probably one of my favorites from the whole weekend that I did. Well, it was turkey. Yeah, hate I miss that. That gimmick. Man, that. So we talked to uh, Chase Grubbs and Jim Ronquist from Turkeys for Tomorrow, and man, just nice, really nice guys, man. I mean, talking to you like like they've known you for years. As soon as they sit down, I mean, just really nice guys. Uh, talking about what Turkeys for Tomorrow is, they kind of came on the scene like two years ago. Uh, some guys based here in Alabama. Some guys based in Arkansas. So kind of across the southeast, a couple other states as well. And um, a lot of people were kind of like, you know, what is it? Like, is this like a competitor for the NWTF? Like, what are they trying to do? And the way they explained it on the episode was just going to come out in the future. But they're they're kind of like a like – a, They look at themselves as like a little brother of NWTF, which – Focused on research. So the way that Jim explained it is kind of like what – like Delta Waterfowl versus Ducks Unlimited. Ducks Unlimited has got millions of dollars to put down on the ground for properties and this and that, whereas Delta Delta Waterfowl, um, you know, they they finance a lot of, like, research and stuff like that. They're a lot more research-heavy. Turkeys for Tomorrow wants to be that, basically. They want to they wanna focus on the questions, and they want to go forward with that, uh, answering questions with peer-reviewed studies, which is kind of like what I alluded to earlier with like the regulations and everything that are coming on the scene turkeys for tomorrow wants to be an organization that says hey if we push this season back like are we doing that because like one thing they're looking at right now is in alabama is gobble studies so they're trying to figure out if um for instance do turkeys really quit gobbling in like late april like they're quote-unquote gobbled out or if we don't hunt that property can if if you look at goblin as almost like a window where it's like they're going to gobble good for like 40 days out of the year will that window move if you push the hunting back because are they are they stopping goblin because they're they're done goblin or are they stopping because of hunting pressure so if you move that hunting pressure back further in the spring can you move that gobble time basically if that makes sense may I might not be doing a good job of explaining that but a lot of people are upset when they're pushing these seasons back they're like well they're going to be gobbled out halfway through season you know, it's not going to be good anymore. 
and they're trying to answer the question, is that the case or can we move it back? And, you know, so, so they're doing that. They're doing some studies on like sperm counts in gobblers. So they're trying to see, Hey, you kill that dominant gobbler that, that two year old gobbler comes in. Can he breed a hen right then? I mean, can he just come in and fill that spot or does it take a couple mm. weeks? You know, absolutely. Are you delaying that breeding? And that's another question with delaying the season. So or, they're, they're throwing the money forward to actually answer those questions before. Well, not before, but, so when we make uh, when the, when they go forward and recommend uh, regulation changes to a DCNR, it, it's an informed regulation change. So they're saying, hey, here's a peer-reviewed study that says you know we need to move it back, or here's a peer-reviewed study that says we don't need to move it back. Mm-hmm. You know, whichever way the chips fall. Uh, I was wanting to know. I see a lot of people on Facebook talking about, uh, I guess, turkey season being moved back. What's the purpose for that? I mean, I guess really, I mean, to give the mature birds a chance to breed is what I've been told. So, unlike with deer, where, like, if you go, if you kill that, like, five-year-old buck that's cruising around, like, that spike could potentially come in and breed some does. With turkeys, they're not so sure that that's exactly the case. So, if you kill that dominant gobbler and you got a gang of jakes running around, like, you've got one gobbler and six jakes running around, uh, they're not so sure that those jakes can actually breed that hen. And or, what, not even this is the jakes, but even like some of the less dominant birds. Yeah, even yeah. like a two-year-old gobbler, um, like a long beard. And so what that, the reason that's important is because then if they have to like, quote-unquote, like develop to breed her and they're all of a sudden breeding her a month later than they should, then she's nesting later than she should. And in kind of a similar way that like a deer in Minnesota like that fawn needs to drop at a certain time for it to live because of the conditions. We don't really deal with that with deer down here, but we do deal with that with turkeys, whether it be uh, the kind of vegetation coming up, the insects that are mm-hmm. available for those poults to come in. So they, if they're born too late in the year, then that just makes it that much harder for them to survive. And you're already, I mean, I don't know what percentage of your poults and eggs die and don't make it to maturity, but it's an insane percentage. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, very few, big, yeah. very few eggs grow up to be a gobbler. I think it's, uh, no, let's put these guys under, under the bus, but guys from Lane Lacey, I think Matt Dye was talking about, it's like, I think 80% die off or 80% like don't make it to maturity, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, sounds, sounds Probably pretty accurate yeah. when it comes to like the actual numbers of this being hatched and everything. It's like this, they're, you know, some guys talk about like turkeys are made to be eaten first off. Born like, looking for a place to die. <laughs> everything in the woods wants to eat a turkey. Everything in the woods wants to eat a turkey. Um, which is, again, we, and we did some awesome episodes, dude, with the guys from uh, Land Lexi. I'm super excited for some of those episodes, uh, especially that last one we did. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. Primo. I mean, you can get, you can get really in depth with it, but basically the, the school of thought mm-hmm. is that basically throwing all this hunt pressure at them and just like killing the crap out of these toms that early in the spring, you're like throwing off their whole breeding thing and you're moving back their breeding like two months potentially. So TFT screws them up. So TFT turkeys for tomorrow. Um, they're one of the studies they're working on right now is actually like a semen study, uh, for like harvest gobblers and seeing if like certain birds, uh, especially if some birds, I guess get killed earlier, uh, have like, um, a higher, uh, uh, like sperm, sperm count. count, like yeah, like sperm count, and seeing if there's any possible validity of like, okay, you know, some of these like you have the dominant gobbler who's got his hens. If he gets killed, these secondary gobblers, so these like two year old birds or even three year old birds, 
have to produce enough testosterone or whatever. Something may have to happen in order for them to actually go and start breeding. That's not like an automatic, like, flip the switch. They're ready. Yeah. It could take some time. And that's that's a study they're working on right now, which is super interesting. And so, that, that's what Dr. Chamberlain talks about with, like, the whole pecking order. Because they, like, right now they're working out that pecking order. And they're figuring out, like, who's the boss. And it's not like, here's number one, here's number two, here's number three. Number one gets killed, number two moves up. It's like when number one gets killed, they do all that over again. And that's what they think. So that's what their theory is right now of why we're seeing like long-term declines because it's kind of like one of the guys said off the record, you know, after we finished recording on the whole CWD panel, we talked about turkeys a little bit, and one of them ended up saying, uh, you know, we've had like a couple years of good hatches in a row. I mean, good, good conditions for hatches. And some people said this at NWTF too. The weather has been right to have a really good hatch, and we didn't have a good hatch. So, like, what caused that? Mm. So that that's kind of the question. Because with turkey hunting, like, not to rant too much, but if you have a really good hatch, and one year you've got just freaking jakes everywhere. I mean, you're seeing droves of jakes. Dude, the year after that, two years after that, you're going to have a really, mm-hmm. really good turkey season. That's what 2020 was. That's what, exactly what 2020 yeah. was. Dude, 2019, 2018, yeah. 2019, dude, no, everyone, you. everybody was seeing jakes, at least yeah, where I went. Yeah. All, and then 2020 came, all those jakes were mature. We had a freaking jam of turkey season. Dude. Don't want to talk Unbelievable about turkey season. <laughs> yeah. Jacob squandered it by missing all these birds. But. Dude, so, like, not to, not to, like, dog me too much, but I'm fine with it. We went to Oklahoma and hunted some primo private land mm. back in 2020. I mean, he, did, he missed every I turkey missed, on that I Was it three birds in one day? I think it was either two or three birds in one day. Because uh, Matt Garris, you know, he was the one that put us on with uh, from uh, Out in the Land Manufacturing. And he was – I saw him at the expo, and he's like, oh, hey, Jacob. Because he didn't see me at the NWT. Because we haven't <laughs> had an NWTF convention expo since that time, since 2020. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, hey, gonna go after that. He was giving me fun. He's like, man, he's like, man, I, he's like, I know you can't turkey hunt. <laughs> he's like, I saw you miss that day. He's like, man, I've I, been there, man. Oh, yeah, dude, I've been there. But it, it's, I don't know, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, some of the different stuff, but it, it's cool to see like again organizations, especially like Turkey for Tomorrow, that's still like grassroots. Uh, they're actually switching over to a uh, membership based uh, kind of funding. I think they said March first is when that's going to happen. Which we're going to drop their episode coming up soon, so people can hear about. It. But <clears throat> Kind of seeing like how they're using all this funding to go directly back to the research is super fascinating. You know, like, you know, NWTF puts a lot of money back into all kinds of different organizations or different like aspects of their organization for like, you know, land, you know, acquiring new property, doing a lot of habitat work, doing a lot of different things. But the cool thing about uh, TFT is just focusing strictly on the research aspect of it. And let's find out as much as we can about the wild turkey and how we can, you know, fix some of the stuff that's happening right now. Um, but I'll say this, listen now, after having some talks to those guys from Lane Legacy Podcast, uh, there, there's a lot more that could be done, especially from a private landowner's perspective, to, you know, reverse some of this you know, decline uh, if you went into some extensive habitat management, which is what we talked about in their podcast episodes. And I, I'm super excited for those episodes to come out for listeners to see, you know, there are things you can do. And they have, they have you know, their anecdotal uh, analysis t- and results to kind of show like, Hey, they've done this on a bunch of different properties and saw a, a very quick turnaround on not only Turkey numbers, but also in some of these areas that have quail, you know, quail, and then also areas that have pheasants, quail and pheasants coming back to an area that there was no quail and pheasants at previously, uh, in, in a short time span, like a matter of like, you know, less than five years. 
So, you know, it, it's really, really interesting what can be done with some of those places, which brings up a question. Oh, well, I got to say for this episode, but when we did the outro for that last episode, Andrew, that we did with uh, Lane Lacey, with Matt and mm-hmm. Chad, um, that uh, in that outro, I want to talk about some specific things about property size and like how small of a property size you could do some of this habitat work to, to get the results they're finding on some of these larger properties. <clears throat> yep. Absolutely. So. Well, all right. We got to get, uh, we got to close this bad boy out. Um, I guess one of the last things we want to talk about, you want to, you want to go on a little rant? Mm. Brother? Yeah, I don't what? know. Oh man. Listen, you got me excited <laughs> about, you know, restoration and habitat management. <laughs> no, <laughs> I kind of want to end on that. But, but I talked to a couple of, I talked to a guy today about that. And, um, and I was just telling him like, you know, no, I never really cared about a lot of this stuff because this hunting, hunting public land, there's nothing, at least my outward look into it, there's nothing I can do to like help with restoration of public land, okay? Especially some of this public land that like state doesn't actually own, okay? We're on a private land aspect, like Adam Keith from Land Legacy, who we had on probably four weeks ago now, uh, he talked about, he's like, I would rather, he's like, I love hunting public land. He's like, grew up hunting public land. But he's like, I would rather own 100 acres that I have full control on habitat-wise and make a bigger difference there than hunting tens of thousands of acres of public because I can't make a difference habitat-wise. But on 100 acres, I can. And it's like every little piece of private that can go through some of this extensive habitat work, you can bring back and have, you know, the habitat needed for a lot of these species. So, like, locally, you can make a huge difference, even on a property like of just, like, 100 acres. If you couldn't hear the gobble, would you still turkey hunt? Yeah, I'd still turkey hunt. Yeah? Yeah. Ah, gobble or spit and drum what, which one are you talking well, about no 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 sound no. sound if you were deaf that. because that's that's the main thing that i always hear the turkey hunters uh, that's their if you're if, you, if they're trying to sell it to somebody that's what they're going to kyle give us a spit and drum <laughs> See, I, can, I, I can hear the oh my god oh, well, yeah, hey listen maybe we need to go out there i need we're some pet i need some pet birds i can get real close to that spit and drum i can listen to them I, I got to get that close yep. interaction. See if I can actually. You need some you of those. Feel it uh, too. You tune my feel ears. It. You need some of those. What are they called? Tetra. Oh, dude, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm. I. I don't have the money right now. I'm gonna do they, it too. They yeah. are fascinating. I actually wanted to interview one of the guys. If they weren't eight hundred bucks. I'd already have. Them no, they're fi- that's the cheap. That's I was the. I say they're like they're 15, 15, yeah. 17, 1800. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. expensive. But um, I know Custer can talk a lot about them. But they're up in Franklin. They're based out like Franklin, Tennessee. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, real close. And I was trying to interview like one of the owners, Doctor. I can't remember his name. Uh, you got the contact information. It, that that is very interesting. Like again, because not only it's like you're adding hearing protection to you, but also like the enhanced sound to be able to like fine tune and hear things. Like the way I looked at it is like from a turkey hunter makes ter- perfect sense. I, for a dove field, wherever like wherever you're hunting makes a lot of sense. But I'm thinking like deer hunting, and some yeah. of these areas. Listen, hold on. I'm talking, dude. Some of these areas like you're in these pine thickets, bro, and it's like kind of quiet. That is where I think they sh- they'll shine. I think with that 450 Bushmaster, they'll they'll, they'll shine. <laughs> oh, dude! I couldn't hear for five minutes after I shot that thing, yeah. that buck this year. Without muzzle break and all, man. Dude, oh it, it's ridiculous. God. I we went to the range, shot that thing. It's not it's not fun at all to shoot. Man. It's it's it was really it, funny. It's though, got a nine pound trigger because on it old dudes over there with this with this gun. He's like, yeah, he had like, yeah, he had a. I mean, he was slinging AK forty seven pistol. He, he was uh, slinging cartridges from like four or five foot away and hitting me in the side over here, and um, I took one shot of that four fifty Bushmaster, and everybody that, stopped shooting. Dude, that concussion, hit, that concussion hit that dude because he was standing next to him. Concussion hit him. He was like, t- he came up to me. He's like, dang, dude, what is he shooting, man? <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm like, it's, it's, it ain't playing, bro. Four old four fifty Bushmaster. 
No, but uh, hey, the, the last thing I'll say on the, the whole gobble thing is uh, the gobble's a big part of it, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the gobble's a huge part of it. But for me, it's just that that cat and mouse. The the best hunt I've ever had in my entire life. Period was a turkey on the same place me and you hunt. And I went out there, and I heard his first gobble before 6 a.m., and I killed him at 1045. Mm. And it was just cat and mouse. I like I swing up around him. He goes this way. I go that way, zigging and zagging. And I, the whole time I was on him, and I killed him at 1045. Mm. And, dude, I killed that bird, and I sat there, and I, like, I clicked my phone off and, like, threw it, like, slid it off through the woods so I couldn't look <laughs> at my phone. And I just, like, sat there next to that turkey dude, and just relaxed. For like forty five minutes, just sat there next to him. Like my God, that was yeah. And you won't much. forget that. No, I no. mean by far, like dude, I can't even. Anyways, and, <laughs> and see, those are memorable hunts. But also, like what you had down in South Alabama back when you were all in college, I had one right off the roost come in, and it's like again. Sometimes it's like that. It's a big cat and mouse. And the other time it's like boom, he's there and you yeah, kill him. The, right the other time, I mean, it's like it's like just after gray light and you're killing a bird. Oh shoot, Michael, that's what I'm talking about with those little bubble clucks and purrs, man. That turkey mm-hmm. he's talking about. Oh. I'm talking about, I sat down, and I went, burp, burp, and he cut that off, and I was like, he's about to die. And he <laughs> did die. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, died. So you been, put that call down. I've been paying attention to the cadence and stuff, like with Shane Simpson stuff. He'll do that, yop, 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 bloop, bloop, bloop. Yep. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, do the little whine mm. call. Hey, that's what I did. Funny enough, you said throw your call away. I mm-hmm. did, because I had screwed up so many turkeys. He he cut off that like literally I clucked twice quiet and he cut it off mm. at like a hundred yards on the limb and I took my call and I threw it where I couldn't like reach it anymore I was using a pot call and like, it took thirty minutes but he came strutting right in dude mm. Uh, mm. get me fired up now mm. <laughs> that's what we're talking about baby hey man that variation in the call too that's one thing that I sent him Scott Ellis stuff I I, I still got love, very Scott. good I love Scott for very a, good for an instructor he's a really great instructor and they talk about the cadence of it and breaking it up and not being like, yow, 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 yow. But, you know, yow, 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 yow. You know, kind of breaking it up. You yeah. Know, just like mm-hmm. a natural, like a natural hymn. So, anyways, man, I'm going to get on a rant here. Hey, listen, mm-hmm. all I can say right now, I've got no excuse for not killing turkey this spring. You really, really, yeah, you really don't do have not. Now. I mean, <laughs> you got time now. Right, Mike, during the Dude, week. If I was in Jacob's position, I would hunt every single morning throughout the whole like every monday through friday i'd hunt every single morning i'd come home you know if i can't get on one about 10 o'clock i'd come home do my work you know get it done i'm just saying you know that's what what i'm scared about being in full-time sales now Ooh. Hey, listen, you and me, we're going to get together, bro. Listen, we're going to kill some turkeys. Come on, get... Oh, dude, kill some yeah, Dude, listen, I'm going to kill some turkeys, bro. So... Kill some Turks. One thing I, I you know, I didn't realize... Um, with this new job, I'm going to be working two jobs for about two more months. So, instead of one job, I'm going to be working two jobs. So, I don't know what kind of schedule I'm going to have, but it's going to be very, very limited. And it's going to be working weekends plus... Look, two days during the week. That's plenty, bro. Sleep at the very least. Sleeping turkey season don't go together, bud. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Not at yeah, all, You man. sleep after turkey season. That's yeah, what you're going to lose about 30 pounds. That's so not much a joke. Sleep. I, I oh, lost oh, 30 pounds on turkey season. Yeah, talk about like Andrew getting turkey shit, bro. That, I do it every year. It's no man. joke. 30, every year. I'm not kidding. 30 pounds. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, it's a good workout routine for sure. Absolutely. 
It's a good old time, son. All right. So we got, don't have any new reviews. I just checked that. So listen, guys, if you've been enjoying the podcast, make sure you go over to iTunes. Leave us a new review, five-star review. Let us know. Give us a little written review. We'll read it on uh, next week's outro. But super excited about everything we got going on. Angel, do we need to mention anything about uh, any of the other projects we've been working on? Yep. What you what you, what you you want to mention, dude? I'll, I'll let you decide before <laughs> mentioning. Southern Waters. Oh, okay. We're going to start there first. Okay. Southern Waters Fishing. So we're starting a fishing <laughs> show. Same format as this one. Uh, especially now that Jacob's full-time, we got a little bit more time to record some stuff and, and put some things together. So this one's going to be the same but a little bit different. We're going to work at getting ahead on episodes. So it's not going to be, you know, like you're listening to this outro. We recorded this on Wednesday. It's dropping on Friday. It's not going to be quite like that. We're going to be recording these out in advance so we can stay ahead of it because there's only so much you can do when you got to record like four podcasts a week, you know. So uh, we're going to get out ahead of it. We're going to be talking about Southern waters fishing. Now, listen, listen. Let me, let me let me sell this to you guys. All right, you like the Southern Outdoorsman podcast. You like the style of how we do our interviews. Just imagine that, but we're talking fishing. And listen, you know, I, I I'm a I'm a huge fisherman at heart. My last or my my past jobs haven't had me a lot of time to go fishing. Now I got a little more time to do it. And listen, I am so excited to have some of these conversations about different species because we're going to hit everything. Crappie, you know, bass. I mean, just all kinds of game shell fish. Shell crackers, catfish. And, and, and it's going to be in the, the style that we're going to do it is, is in series on different species based on certain times of the year, which is going to be super, super so we're, interesting. So we're coming out of the gate swinging with crappie. Yeah, we're talking all things pre-spawn and then spawning crappie, which is going to be super interesting. Then we're going to shift around with a couple other topics throughout the spring and then into the summer. And some of them, again, it's a styling. I've listened to a bunch of fishing podcasts trying to get ideas for this, and nobody's doing what I want to do, and I'm very excited to be bringing this to you guys. Uh, Andrew's going to be hopping on with us too, but uh, super excited again to get in the, uh, talk about the whole fishing podcast, dude, the whole fishing series. Um, you know, it's been, it's been kind of – Something I've been wanting to do for a long time now, and finally we're making it happen. Yep. So, so and that's gonna that's gonna be coming out uh, pretty soon. I mean, definitely probably within, within, the, within a couple weeks, probably. Yeah, within within two to three weeks. Uh, so y'all be watching for it. We're gonna need all of you to go subscribe to it at the same time. Yeah, so you'll can, hear about it once. So we, we can make launched. it to number one. Yeah, on we're, iTunes. we're we're gonna we're gonna try to cheat the system with all you guys. Uh, not really cheat the system, but you guys again subscribe to the podcast. We're gonna try to jump to number one. If, in the yeah, charts. I mean, if a bunch of you guys subscribe to it for real, we'll hit number one on iTunes. We and, will. And, and we I'm screenshot that I'm going to print it out. It's going to be next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's going to frame it and put it on his wall. <laughs> yeah, because the highest we ever get with the Southern Outdoorsman is uh, number three in the country uh, for any uh, any particular week, which is huge because you get like five meteor shows that top six, mm -hmm. dude. Yep. So, you know, it, it's kind of cool and you can beat some of those shows out. But anyways, uh, so we got that working. Are you going to tell them about what else we got working? I don't remember what else we got working. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> what, do we, what else do we have? Uh, network. Oh, uh, yeah, you talking about it. All right. So, guys, another thing we've been working on behind the scenes is uh, starting a podcast and network uh, with a couple other shows and uh, some hosts that we're, you know, good friends with. So, super excited about that. That's actually going to be launching, like, officially launching probably by the end of the month. Uh, mm -hmm. We kind of got them on board, getting some other stuff worked out right now. Uh, but we've got, of course, our, our good buddy, Nick Adair from the Gundock Yourself podcast. And then we've got our other buddy, Nick Larson, uh, from the Birdshot podcast uh, coming on board with us. So super excited about that, guys. Uh, so you're going to hear from them a little bit more in the podcast, especially some of these outros. So super excited to be bringing you guys that. And it's another step in, step forward with kind of the things that we've got working. So that's going to be awesome. Kind of, Yep, taking the model, kind of exporting it. In a way. Yeah, absolutely. So, super excited to have those guys on board. It's going to be cool. Again, you're just going to hear about them. Again, you've heard us talking a lot about 
birds recently um and it's again when you open up your eyes to small game hunting of course if you live in the southeast there's so i've been much, trying so to do it for years with these jokers man jacob used to talk so much crap now look at him earlier <laughs> earlier he said oh, man I, I like this these birds so much i might not even deer hunt next year <laughs> <laughs> i'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> and he stopped himself because he knew we'd give him crap and i was like no just say it. we won't give you crap but here i am mm-hmm. <laughs> giving you crap ammo dude i'm at years i was like man i'm telling you small game you need to try it oh, yeah. and he's like man no, there ain't no deer there ain't got no antlers <laughs> now here we are man the rabbit slayer over here just addicted hopelessly addicted it's he's, pretty awesome i ain't gonna lie it's a fun time <laughs> mr sniper himself oh dude listen yeah, dude. Hulk guy. Cert- certified bro certified sniper alabama mm-hmm. sniper association snipe hunters. every time i introduce jacob to a new kind of small game hunting like it, about 15 minutes in he always says oh man screw deer hunting but he doesn't say <laughs> it doesn't quite say it like that but i'm not gonna say what he says i'm just on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it takes about 15 minutes each time like the first the first flush or the first <laughs> like whatever the first like the first like anything uh, squirrel that runs out of the hole <laughs> no the we ain't squirrel hunt no 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 uh, just wait <laughs> No, I, I've been on squirrel. Squirrel's fun. No, dude. he did. He did. He did the okay. same thing with Kevin Murphy, yeah. son. When we went up there and we had squirrel dog, he did the same exact thing. Old Butchie, Butchie Bad Toe, and Bad Brownie. They treat the first squirrels. And Jake was like, "We're good deer hunting. This is awesome." <laughs> Fast forward two years, rabbit hunting. They start running. We get in the first race. But we hold on. I, I was out there celebrating. He was, he was out there. Out there. I, I had to work. You know. Like an adult. Some of us have to work. Some of us had to work. Yep. And the first rabbit race, he's like, man, forget deer hunting. First, I I, the can't... first woodcock, the first woodcock <laughs> we ever played. 15 minutes on the first hunt, he's like, man, I'll, I might never deer hunt again. <laughs> <laughs> man, it, it's, it's fun, dude. I don't know. It's like it's like less stressful. I don't know. I'm not sitting there second guessing like, dude, is this the right spot to be sitting in? Am I going to see a deer? I'm like, no, I'm just out here, dude. Especially with the dogs. Yeah. So it's awesome. Now, now see, look, now we got to get Michael to get a dog, and then we got to get Kyle right here, mm. get him a dog. Yeah, you need one for the girls, man. Yeah, I know it. I mean, I they they, they need a pup. Do y'all have? Any, don't you have a lab or no? I have a coon dog. Coon dog and Ooh. a lab mix. All right. Do you ever do any? At my parents. Oh yeah, I grew up. Coon oh okay. Hold Still on. Still got a big walker. Hold on. I, w- I want to go coon hunting. Man, Kyle's got some great love, stories. That's one thing that I, I haven't done yet. I've tried to go oh, a few times, so wasn't fun. able to. Mm-hmm. I really want to go coon hunting. Oh, so I want, well, <clears throat> got you an opportunity coming up. Real quick, Kyle, as one of like, the lasting things on this podcast, you've got to tell us the turkey story that dealing with his black bear that you mentioned mm. at the expo. So real quick, I was hunting uh, first time in North Carolina. I didn't grow up around black bears in the black belt. Did not. Had no idea anything about a bear. Anyways, I kept seeing these tracks, and I was working these birds um, – in this big old swamp. I was like, man, that's that's a freaking bear track. Anyway, so, I mean, I'm seeing this sign <laughs> everywhere. And this, I mean, this is just different terrain than what I'm used to. I mean, it is thick, nasty swamp. I mean, I'd imagine South Florida is like this. I mean, just nasty. I mean, it takes you two hours to get, I mean, 100 yards. Anyways, I finally strike this bird. He is in the thickest stuff that he possibly could be in. And uh, so, again, it takes me about two hours to get in on this bird, and he is just steadily gobbling. I mean, this is he's, – he's on fire. I mean, it's one of these birds, he's going to die. So one of those days, you know, and I was just fired up and uh, just, you know, finally hunting out of state, seeing some other ground and stuff like that. But 
anyways, I get in there. I mean, I am, I guarantee it is so thick. I'm probably 75, 80 yards, and it's so thick I can't sit down. Well, I finally pick out a giant, I mean, virgin pine, pine tree. I mean, huge. Again, I'm 80 yards from this turkey. I mean, I should be sat down already, but it's so thick. Anyways, I am going around this tree, and as I do that, I swear this this bear, the biggest bear I have ever seen. Now, I've only seen three up to this point, but, you know, I mean, I'm coming <laughs> around this just giant pine tree, and as soon as, I mean, this joke was asleep. He had to have been asleep. As soon as I saw it, he saw me. Same time, he made the just most awful, awful noise. It was like, oh. <laughs> at the same time, like, I literally dropped my gun. I, I mean, just scared the crap out of me. But long story short, I mean, in just a matter of, you know, a couple minutes, like, I'm in the race to kill this turkey. I mean, it is perfect. Scared that bear. And he, next thing I hear, turkey flew off. I said, you've got to be kidding me. The freaking bear I mean, ran straight to the freaking turkey. Oh. I was like, you can't, you gotta be kidding me, man. I was the only, only guy not to kill a turkey uh, on that, on that trip. And it's a freaking bear. What? Of all things, how a close, bear. How close were you to that bear? I guarantee I was no, no, no more than five yards. I oh. mean, I, I've never been, <laughs> third bear, third bear, man. Hey. I mean. Did if you, anything, did, I'm did ninja. You, I mean, I snuck up on him. But did, did, you, did you grab all your stuff and run out of there like you had a good day of yard selling? No, I was pissed, man. No, I did not. I was – at that point, I would have punched that bear in the face, man. I, <laughs> I had worked that hard to get to that turkey, and it, it, he scared it. It shows you a lot that you, you were you were using some real sneaking skills. Oh, you man, I was a pissed. Bear. Oh, I'm telling because I actually took my shoes off in that swamp. I know. That's crazy. Oh, I've done that. Oh, yeah. Took I've it off, it. and he – I don't know what it is. North Carolina people out there, tell me, do y'all have snakes? Because, I mean, I went through the nastiest swamp I've ever seen in my life. You know, you do that in Alabama, you're going to get bit three or four times by cottonmouth. And there's no way. So, anyways, I took my shoes off, and I maybe that's why I got that close. I don't know. That or he is a hard sleeper like you. So, <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> He's out there. I, like, I, heard, I heard him snoring before I got, came up to the pine tree. He was just, <laughs> he was just laying there, just really enjoying his afternoon. Um, but no, drop my gun. Yeah. Drop my gun. <laughs> I, I, you, you lucky he was as scared as you were when <laughs> he got out. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a very good defensive maneuver. <laughs> I probably would have dropped more than just a gun. <laughs> I probably did. I probably did. Yep. <laughs> The Lord knows. The Lord does know. <laughs> oh, man. That's, mm. cr- that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Awesome. Well, uh, dude, this has been a fun episode. So, Andrew, you, you got anything else to wrap nah, us up with? That's all I got. Appreciate y'all doing the outro, boys. Ma- Mike, you got anything? Y'all stay Southern. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes coming out. And help us grow the community by sharing this podcast with a friend. Hey everybody, this is Kyle Veet, host of the Ozark Podcast, a show where we sit down with outdoorsmen of the Ozark Mountains region to talk all things hunting and fishing. Just like the outdoorsmen who live here, we follow the seasons and interview regional experts on everything from bear hunting, fishing for smallmouth and trout, and discussing big questions like what happened to all the quail in the southeast. If you're enjoying this show, then I know you'll enjoy the Ozark Podcast. You can listen to the show on all podcasting platforms and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.